Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Okay, so I was listening to a podcast, um, and I try to listen to a lot of podcasts as much as I, as many as I possibly can. But I was listening to a podcast um, earlier this week. And there was a question that was asked and it was very similar to the question that we talked about last week, but it kind of went more in depth. And I want to get you all's thought process on this and let's actually really talk about it. Um, So I'm going to really jump out there. Are HBCUs preparing our students for real life? And when I ask this, when I'm asking this question, I know that we generally have a general consensus, but I really want to talk about more or less our music education students. So are HBCUs preparing our students for real life? Uh, I usually call it, yeah, Kwonk, you got it. Okay, so to answer your question directly, no. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I'm gonna take it back to your undergraduate time for the student teaching process. First and foremost, the student teaching process is flawed. And the reason why it's flawed, I said this a few episodes ago, you're walking into a program that, number one, has to be approved by your department that is uh, adequate. That's number one. So you're walking into a program that already has systems built. You're walking into a program where nine out of ten is a seasoned teacher. You're walking into a program where everything is basically laid out for you as what you want to have. Right. But no one is teaching you the realistic um giving you a realistic expectation of what you're walking into nine out of ten and i have to say this if you don't come from a pwi most of the times i don't want to be ignorant and say all but most of the times you're going to honestly receive a job from a school that's possibly either low income for the most part um possibly a turnover rate or whatever the case may be and you're gonna have to build that program If you have not been taught how to build that program, honestly, you're going to have so much growing pains to where your expectation is isn't going to be met as an as a music educator. And what I mean by that is you graduate, you know, a lot of the times you're like, I'm I'm, I want this big old band. I want this and I want to do this specific things. Well, what if they had what if they had seven band directors in four years? What if you don't have administration support? What if you don't have community support? What if you don't have feeder uh, a feeder program? What if you don't even have a budget? All of those things, for the most part, is what you're going to run in, run into. Again, not all, but most, right? And, and honestly, through this season, I don't want to stay on the negative like Rick says, but a lot of the times, most, like a lot of the times you're going to run into that. So if your mindset is not on building, then honestly, it's going to be an arduous job. So that's number one. Number two, we need classes that teach uh, realistic expectations on politics because that's something that you're going to have to deal with as well as being a teacher. Also, if your pedagogy is not strong, most people, again, it goes back to don't know how to build. As a percussionist, I had to real talk, put the sticks down and pick up a horn so that I can learn how to teach a child from scratch. And most times people are arrogant 
and they don't want to do that either. So in my opinion, the realistic aspects of teaching, uh, uh, of realistic aspects of building a school, man, we don't know about that. We don't. Honestly, most most times when you walk out and you graduate, you don't even have a curriculum that you use. All of those things, bro, is what, honestly, in my opinion, when I've spoken to other HBCU grads, it's like, that's why we, we talk to each other. Hey, you got this lesson plan? You got this lesson plan? And we're trying to help each other. And that's that's why, because we're not prepared once we walk, walk through those uh, doors to graduation. And that's just the snippet of it. All right. Rick. My answer is going to be yes and no, right? I think yes from these standpoints. First of all, HBCUs are more nurturing to their students. They just are. We teach our students the importance of relationships. And I think that's important with being an effective uh, leader and band director. So from that standpoint, we get a lot of that at HBCUs. You know, teachers that were willing to bend over backwards to make sure we had what we wanted. Like, I don't want this, you know, to just be, you know, all the things that we can improve on, right? Like our, our teachers are usually great at that. I think they are from the standpoint of music is music. It don't matter what type of band you marched in. It don't matter what school you went to. Like I always say, and I'm going to keep saying, a concert of in tune is a concert of no matter where you are. It, it, it doesn't have a color. It doesn't have a style. It is what it is. So from that standpoint, I think our students um, have an opportunity that students from those PWIs do not. Because I can go into a PWI and teach music. Music is music. But they can't come to an HBCU and do what we do. You know, yeah, it's challenging to, to do core style. It is, especially to do it with great technique. But if you learn that, you are marketable, in my opinion, above uh, the, a lot of those students. Here's where we face a challenge. It depends on what school you go to. Sorry, you know, here we go, rough on fellas off top. Depends on what school you go to. If your school is teaching you the importance of, of good musicianship, you know, playing in tune, uh, articulations, actually, you know, coming in together and stopping together, you know, all those things that are just music fundamentals, regardless of what type of style you choose to do. If your school is teaching you that, you will be a successful band director because you have a standard that's been set and you are marketable. If the only thing your school focuses on, on is marching band, you need to go have a uh, talk with your administration. The fact of the matter is, if your school is only known for the marching band, all you do is marching band, you are not ready to go out here and be a band director. I know it's, I know it's hard for some of us to hear the truth. The fact of the matter is, when I left my university, I was not prepared to do my job at a high level. My first couple of years teaching, I was not great. And I know that. But what did I do? The same thing I did when I was in college trying to acquire knowledge. I just kept looking for it. I kept finding people to talk to. I kept attending uh, conferences. I was marching drum and bugle at the time. So I was getting that, that type of instruction as well. I was, I was adamantly looking for what I was looking for. I wanted to be great at my job. So if you're not doing those things, you can un you can overcome your situation if your school is a marching band focused school, but you have to do more to get your own success. 
And then lastly, I think I'll say, man, because Quan touched on a lot of it, because I think Quan was spot on. At the end of the day, we have to have higher standards in general. Like, there are some good band directors out there. Like, Quan, you know, Julian, you know, I'm always looking to talk about the positive on this show. It's easy to identify the negative. There are a lot of good band directors out there. And there are a lot of good band directors that went to some of these universities that, you know, that may not have the most one ensemble focused programs. But the key to all of those people is they were able to silence out the noise and do what they knew was right. You know, quiet the critics that, you know, got their degrees from YouTube University and the University of Facebook, quiet those people out and say, okay, I know what the concepts are that matter to creating great music and being like just absolutely uncompromising when it comes to doing those things. Because at the end of the day, the people that hate on you the most can't do what you do. And I'll just leave it there. All right. So let me say this. I think y'all gave some very good good thoughts on this. So I'm going to add a little, little context to this. So when I heard, when I listened to the other podcast, the ideas and the thoughts that you guys came with were the exact same things that I was thinking about. Until they hit with something that I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't think about it. So one of the things that they were talking about when we put our our kids out there into the real world, a lot of people are uncomfortable with communicating with white folks. And I'm just going to put it out there because they've spent a lot of time only ingrained in our culture. Whereas at a PWI, they've had that they've had that chance to be able to uh, converse and and you know be around those cultures, so it's easier for them to adapt into those cultures. So in the music education realm, remember that we don't compete against ourselves; we're competing against the totality. And I mean, you can apply that to any any market for the for the, for the most part, but just talking about music education. So in that regard, when we think about it from that perspective, going back to the question, are HBCUs preparing our students for real life? I think that that is a valid argument. But the problem is with that argument is this. Most students that are going to HBCUs, it's not all, obviously, but most students that go to HBCUs are going to teach in schools that look like they're HBCU, especially as band directors. So even in that situation, they don't have to have those quote unquote skills that you were speaking of. So I don't and I'm not necessarily sure that that's true. Um, When I when I first started teaching, uh, no, I'll go back even further. When I was in high school, uh, shout out to the church on truck class of 2000 was good. Um, But um, when I was in high school, my junior year, that's when I first started marching drum corps. And I was in a predominantly black environment. I uh, never marched corps before. didn't know what the heck was going on. And when I got there, it was a complete culture shock. And it was a culture shock on different levels, right? So I had never had interactions with openly gay people before my time in drum corps. So for me, those interactions were uncomfortable because I, I, I didn't know I just act normal. I thought I was supposed to, you know, show I wasn't gay bashing or something like that. Like what most people do in those situations when they are, when they are uncomfortable. They do too much instead of just being yourself, right? So that was a culture shock. Um, naturally, because I wasn't around a bunch of white folks at the time, 
I didn't know though what those interactions were. So I think that there's a lot of uncomfortability that comes with being put in a position where you're not, you know, where you're not knowledgeable or where you're not uh, necessarily uh, inept on what that community or that group of people does. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, your teacher should speak for itself. If you are a great teacher, anybody can recognize a great teacher. When I look at the news and I see Worthing High School up on the news with eight students that got $50,000 in scholarship, my mind ain't going to, oh, man, you know, that school ain't about nothing. They're going to say, damn, that brother doing something. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, nine, oh, it's nine. Oh, my, my fault. Nine students. My bad. So I think at the end of the day, if, or for a student that's coming out of HBCU, at the end of the day, don't let nobody tell you anything other than this. It's about your talent and what you bring to the table and what you got up here and being able to adapt when you know you don't know something, being humble, not humble, but humble, and being able to go to a great teacher like Mario and say, hey, chief, I'm in Jersey. Now I don't know you know, what I'm doing. Can you help me out? Or I don't know what this particular thing is. Can you help me out? You know what I'm saying? I, th I think that's the, the biggest thing. And it, that's also what breaks my heart that so many people in our community don't know nothing about these master teachers that are still alive, still out here doing it at a high level because we, we get so much other stuff forced down our throats on a regular basis. So. So I can interject real quick. So Julian, so in a nutshell, are you asking, does HBCUs prepare you for, is it like racism or is it, I don't want to get the question misconstrued. Not no, 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 not necessarily racism. No, being able to comfortably go into different and in, into the different spaces, because and communicate, right? Because <laughs> being able to comfortably go into the, the different spaces and communicate. So many times when you think about it, you know, and, and I know that that culturally we do this, right? But so many times we 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 if if it's all of us in an area right so let's say a tmea or whatever right we typically because we're used to gravitating to ourselves we'll go in our own little corner and then have our own conversations all right let me finish let me finish let me go finish ahead. let me finish good lord okay what i'm saying is there are there and I'm not talking about you specifically. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not talking about you specifically, but I've I've sat back and I've watched, you know, and I've seen a lot of us gravitate to our own corners and not necessarily intermingle a lot, you know, or and or in a situation where even if you wanted to get that higher level, higher level job or higher level position and, and having that communication, not necessarily, not necessarily higher level, but going into those different communities and those different spaces to have those, to try to, to get those jobs or take those jobs. In most cases, like you said, Rick, we were quicker to go to our own places. And I'm asking, or the question is, is it because of the fact that we're not put into, we're not putting to uh, spaces and positions to interact with different cultures as a PWI would because they they were probably more comfortable doing it on a normal basis. I, so thank you for, for the clarity. So for me, I would res I respectfully disagree because in my opinion, I feel like that we're the most adaptable people. And and I'm saying that because we know how racism 
feels. We know how it feels to be picked out, to be picked on. And so we, and I'm going to just say it candidly, I feel like as black people, we don't want another person to feel like that, regardless of their black, blue, brown, purple, whatever the case may be. Regardless if you gay, straight, trans, whatever the case uh, of the situation may be, we don't want to make another person feel bad for merely being them. Because on a day-to-day basis, you know, depending on you know, where we are, we're looked at differently due to the color of our skin. So in my opinion, we could teach whatever. We could teach whomever. But I don't think sometimes other races are so apt to teach to our kids and understand that the tr- that's the trauma that they go through or be able to, in, in the terms, unpack their backpack and understand what they're going through. I think that's why we are more marketable because we could do the best of both worlds. Think about it. You, you gentlemen understand core style to a high level, some of the highest level there is, as well as you know how to pump and drive and, and eight to five. They don't, they will not, they're not, some of them are not willing to adapt to that. So hmm? your argument, I think is perfect, right? In the same way that a lot of us don't go to their side. Hey, boo boo kitty. And you got the kitty ears on. I'm so happy. Um, But (laughs) the same way that they don't, they not coming to us. People from UT ain't saying, I can't wait to go teach in the city of Houston in one of those inner city schools. And I think we always take that on ourselves as HBCU graduates. Oh, man, I, you know, we can't get these jobs at at the Woodlands or these other big schools. The same way, you know, a lot of us aren't looking for those jobs. A lot of us say, I want to go home to my community. I want to teach people that look like me and I want to make my own situation better. That's the same thing they saying. I marched at U of H. I'm going to teach a band that marched like U of H. Not nothing against your band or that band. It just ain't for me. And so I think to to specifically focus that on HBCU students is not always an effective thing because, you know, the, the it's level playing field, in my opinion. Maya, you, it looks like you smoking on something. It's a, it's a smoke or something in there. What you got in there, girl? In a no, like, I'm trying to make do with what I have. So uh-huh. I'm clearly not at home. Um, yeah. And the front face of my work computer, I mean, what you call this thing, phone, the, something's wrong with the screen. So it's like the thing is black, glare, but then I couldn't figure out the password to log in on other phones. So I'm just trying to make do with what I have. Okay. So I can at least be present because. See, adapting. Huh? See, she's adapting. She's adapting. She's, at she's this point, right. I'm finessing. It ain't even adapting. It's just, just trying to make do with uh, what I have so I can at least be here. Chief, what's up there, young fella? Man, what's good with you, brethren? What, what up, up man? What up, Quan? What up, John? What up, y'all? It's good to see y'all, man. It's always great to see y'all, man. man I right. slept rehearsal. Understandable. All right. Any more thoughts on this? Yes, no, maybe so. We good? Because I know um, it's a lot of people here waiting to get to the smoke. So <laughs> <laughs> who want the smoke? Who, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, let's keep it rolling in, man. If you just tuned in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band, culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and make sure you click that like button. 
click that like button. Go ahead and click that like button. Let's get these likes up. We want our likes to match the number of people that we have viewers. And also, please make sure that you go over to the YouTube network. If you're watching this on Facebook, go over to the YouTube and make sure that you subscribe to the network. Subscribe to the network. All right. On to the next topic. I'm trying to hurry up and get it up on the screen. Good Lord. I don't, I don't know why my, my joint is messing up. I'm trying to email myself. If I can't email it to me, I'll just talk about it. There it is. All right. Cool. So in going through a lot of the, um, I guess, comments that we've had a lot lately, uh, one of the comments stood out to me, and I thought it was very, very interesting. And I'm going to put it up, up here on the screen. So let me. Let me put it up on the screen. There you go, Rick. Tina in here. Hit you with the Churchland truckles. Miss. <laughs> Good old Paulson. And that's Wait. my Rick sister. Let's go. Dirty water. For Booker T. No, <laughs> Dirty water. I see North. Oh, dirty water. All right. Here we go. So let me put this up on the screen. All right. So I got this comment. And I want to talk about this for a second. Let me see if y'all can see this. Can y'all see that? I can't. Somebody read it to me. I don't think they can see it. So one of the things that uh, came up or one of the questions was, uh, they were commenting on the video, and one of the things they said was, so why are you not talking about PWIs taking from DCI? Not everybody is a music major. Some people just want to play in an ensemble. And then they said, so yeah, Rick, you was wrong. Uh, but it actually put a question in my brain and I wanted to ask this. And I know I've asked this once before, but I'm going to really go into detail about this. Why do we dismiss music majors? Why do we dismiss music majors? Let me let me really give a thought about this, right? Uh, so when that when that question came, or excuse me, when that post came up, one of the things that I thought about is when we talk about, especially in the HBCU sector, when we talk about band, it's always like let's entertain, let's let's crank up, let's entertain, let's do this, let's do that. But my thing is this. You don't go into a science a science class and tell them about how their music majors or what their music majors need to learn, and we don't dis we don't move the the goalposts for them and and how they want to be able to learn. We don't say everybody's not a science major. You get in there and you follow what the expectation is of what a quote unquote science major would be. You learn the 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 information. However, when we get inside of the band room, we just say to hell with the music majors. Let's just crank up. Right. So my question, my question is, why do we dismiss music majors? Because the reality is, is these marching band ensembles are really labs. When you really think about it, there are labs. So that's the question on the floor. Why do we dismiss music majors? Chief? <clears throat> I don't think we dismiss music majors. I think marching band is just a, an environment. Uh, the HBCU marching band culture. I mean, H marching bands in general, not just HBCUs. Uh, Big Ten style, different style marching bands are are um, employed as pep units and entertainment groups. 
and that's literally their like sole purpose is to be entertainment groups. They're supposed to be pepping on the football team. So it's hard to equate that to science labs and science. I understand what you mean, but there's a space for there's a space for those nuances to be um um you know, dealt with, I guess, in a manner that is more formal to people who are in that array. So, for example, if you say, if I have, um, you say, we don't go into a science lab and ask somebody to do such and such, um, you're taking a science class. So you're in a science class learning a specific curriculum. Um, if you are in, a, a, um, most most people aren't taking the marching band class to make this be in the marching band. If they are taking the marching band class, um, the problem we do have with some places, they don't learn how to teach marching maneuvers. They don't learn how to teach drill, stuff like that. But um, but I just, I don't want it to come from my only perspective. But people just want to play loud. But that's that's like, that's just a small part of it. They're not, they may not be even learning how to organize, how to budget their programs. They're not learning how, those are like educational things for music majors to take from band. Those are all very, very important skill sets to have. And I think things that should be focused on rather than just, the way you play is one aspect of the marching band arena and one aspect of leadership within this um, domain. It's important to understand all the other things that kind of go into making things happen. So I, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think you dismiss music major, but I think that, um, cause not every program I feel like does that because like, for example, Norfolk state university, our drum majors was not up there because they were the best dancers or they looked the best doing a certain type of move. They were up there because oftentimes they were the people who had a certain level of respect and they were good musicians. I know during my time, there were people who were good musicians, you know? So I think that's, and so you put your good musicians who are music majors up front to help them learn and develop those skills. So they take that into their careers. A lot of times the people in the Spartan Legion who were um, section leaders were music majors oftentimes. So they got a chance to lead and be able to organize the way the music should be presented. And that was a part of the culture of our program. So that's what I said. It, it, it's the same for everybody, depending on where your program. That's my piece. All right. Rick? I don't think that people forget about marching band um, ma or music majors. I think the biggest thing is that people are in band for community, right? It ain't just about, you know, what the band does. It's about, you know, being a part of the largest student organization on most people's campuses and what that what comes with that. You know, me, my rookie class had 120 people. in it. So for us, that's our, that's 120 brothers and sisters that I have. So, you know, for for a lot of people that aren't music majors, that's what the band means to them. On the other hand. I don't I just don't agree that people forget about music majors like. You know, at the end of the day, you know, every band in the country has music majors. Now, the ratio is different. I know at some HBCUs, they require you to march in a band for like two years. Um, and others are four, whatever that may be. Um, I, I, I don't think that that's the case. Now, you know, if you want to talk about just all out ignorance, we can do that, too. But yeah, in general, I think that music majors hold a special place in every band. You know, because at the end of the day, student leadership is an extension of the band director. I need to be able to go in the band room and say, okay, guys, today we're working on measure 37 to 47 only. And know that my my section leader or whoever, if they are a music major, 
has the ears to be able to identify problems and fix them in real time. You know, and that's a part of a well-rounded music education. Because at the end of the day, good band directors aren't the people that can stand up there and say, blow that hole. Good band directors are the people that can get up there, identify issues in real time and address them in real time with solid pedagogy. Hey, we're not coming in together. That's a good correction. A lot of people will know what that means, but how do you fix it? So I think that at the end of the day, you have to have some solid music majors in place. And then also understanding that there are some great musicians that aren't music majors. You know, we have 250 people in our band up here and of our band, only about 40 of them are music majors. You know, so our ratio is really low. So, yeah, man, it's just all in, you know, what what those people bring to the table and are they qualified to do the job? And, you know, I think music majors have a little more qualification qualification than others in certain points. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I was going to comment on something you said, but don't worry about it. Uh, Quan, go ahead. I think, I think we've kind of covered a lot of things, but it, one thing that it is, is uh, depends where you go. Uh, that's number one, first and foremost. Um, when I was marching at PV, being honest, we kind of had a mixture of people that were on a podium who were student leaders. Like I know uh, tuba section leader uh, Rory, he was on the podium a lot. Uh, and then we had another guy, a uh, trombone player named Jerry. He wasn't a music major. Um, however, we had another guy, Christopher Mosley, who was a music major. So it, it honestly, it depends on your program. But I, I think no one honestly said this some people are just ignorant to the fact of what what a music major does too being honest because if you say music major a person be like oh what you do mary j blige like i mean you know they don't understand that you know we're taking you know four years of music theory uh counterpoint if if it's offered uh you know so forth and so on i do agree with what mario said if you're taking a band class outside of the traditional technical and pedagogy of teaching music there's an administrative side of being a band director that honestly you literally learn by trial and error and that's unfortunate and you for the most part sometimes you end up messing up to actually learn well this is the right way so i, I think it's just a sense of many people really just don't know because all they see is the product and that's that's some of the issue that we deal with all they see is the product they don't see the thousand hours that we work from Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday to put on a performance Saturday. They don't see going over scales and, and shaping the armature and vowel sounds. They don't see that part. They just see, man, they hitting that line. Man, those lines were straight. Man, they sound good. Man, they was blowing. Man, that dance team was fired. That's all they see. Uh, and then thirdly, like I said, depending on where you go, are the band, those band directors giving those music majors a real opportunity uh, for their programs to teach because they're going to transition and be doing that for the rest of their lives. So it just, it just depends. I don't think we dismiss them, but I think non non music majors really don't understand honestly what they, what they go through. But I think the other part of that too, Quan is this. I think another spot, I think, I think Julian, correct me if I'm wrong, where you're coming from is that you have school districts that will completely write off our graduates. 
Like they'll graduate from college, got a, a quality education, but because they went to certain schools, they don't get opportunity. They don't get taken seriously. And that have I've seen it happen in the city of Houston. Like it happens. And on, so I think that ties back into the last question, which we were talking about. I think it is all about where you go to school, right? Like in Virginia, where we from, Norfolk State doesn't have that stigma. Stigma. If you went to Norfolk State, people know you had a great band experience. Like yep. I saw in the comments, somebody was talking about James Perry. That's my rookie brother. Yep. We all grew up in the same city and grew up in the um, in the same type of environment. When we were in high school, we were taught high musicianship. Mr. Prentice, BB was not having that at Norco. If you did not play your horn the right way, Mr. Prentice would cut that mess off and teach. Mr. Prentice to this day is one of the best brand, band directors I have ever seen come through the city of Portsmouth. Same thing happened when we got to Norfolk State. Mr. Adams was not having that. Miss Sanders was not having that. You go in there and play your tail off, uh, play ignorant if you want to. But the problem is, Quan, is that now there is a certain, and I think this also is important, there is a certain expectation of marching bands now that if you don't sound a certain way, then people will question your your um, your your um, like your presence in the HBCU band world. Oh, you suck because you don't do this or that or this or that. And I said this a couple of shows ago with the way that marching band is going now in particular, especially for music majors, <clears throat> some of the goats of our activity. People will listen. Matter of fact, I saw it with my own eyes, Quan. It blew my mind. Lindsay Sargent wrote that arrangement of uh, uh, Smoking Out the Window that Fam played. The orchestration, the voicing, everything was flawless. Everyone, oh, that shit, that, that ain't talking about nothing, dog. That suck. That suck. You are literally saying one of the goats <laughs> of what we do doesn't know what he's doing. His arrangement sucks, even though we were all singing praise is what I do. Uh, total praise. All them songs that he arranged then, but because the way he arranged then don't work with the way people want band to sound now, now all of a sudden he sucks. Like it, it's just insanity. Go ahead, Chief. I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead, bro. No, man, I I don't I don't disagree. I, I was kind of, you know, I made my point earlier. So I definitely I, I hear you. I um I think we got a lot when it comes to I think somebody mentioned it. I think if you know music, man, you know music at the end of the day. I just think um, different programs and different schools require different things to their students. Some people focus on their band and some people focus on their band and the matriculation process of like making sure the kids get through and they have what they need on the next level. Um, not everybody program programs focus on that. And that's not to shade nobody, nothing like that. It just may be what they have in their situation right now. Maybe It may not be historically that way. It just may be currently that way. I mean, just different situations for different people. But I think when it comes down to it, music majors aren't aren't being dismissed, in my opinion. Um, I think, if anything, music majors need to continue to make their voices louder and, and heard in their programs and be a stronger presence, you know, for certain programs that uh, may need to hear from a couple of music majors who know what they're talking about. And that may be something to help them get in a different direction, you know. So, you know, they can't have the blind leading the blind. You know, you have the people who should know. That's what you're in school for. You should know. Um, you know, they don't always know, but that's what they should be learning. So, yeah, that's my that's my two cents on that. All right. Bet. All right. Well, 
let's do it the right way. Welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Uh, if you just tuning in, make sure uh, that you go ahead and you click that like button. Boom, there we go. Smash the like button. Smash the like button. Let's get these likes up, man. We need to make sure that we get these likes up. We got a lot of people in here watching. We want to get these likes up. Also, please make sure that you go over to the YouTube page and subscribe to the network. All right, that time is here. Okay, I went ahead and I put the link inside of the description. Why do I always say description? I put the link inside the comments, but I'm going to go ahead and put the link inside the comments yet again. This is for that moment for all those people who said that they wanted to had this conversation. There it is. We opening up the phone lines. Cam up if you have something to say. So let's go ahead and cam up. I put the link inside the description. We're going to actually give you about two, three minutes to cam up since everybody has so much to say. Uh, when we posted, or uh, well, excuse me, not when we posted, when the post went out about mass bands and everything, and everybody has something to say. Here is your opportunity to say whatever it is that you need to say. So go ahead and I'm going to go, I'm going to fall back. I put the stream in there. I mean, the link in there, click that link and cam up and let's see what you got to say. As you, um, as you're preparing to open up, as you're opening up the lines for people to come on in, man, you know, one thing that came to my mind, I was like, um, we have a, we have, we I don't even know who we is, really. I guess like people in general, because I can't call it. It ain't a black thing. It's just people, man. We just got to work on being able to disagree with things and not be disagreeable. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just feel like sometimes we get into this space where like whatever we think is something, we can be so like almost high and mighty about our positions um, from whatever level we come from. And I think it's important for us all to have open mind and open heart to things that are maybe different from what we may feel or think. And um, even if you don't agree, I'm not going to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to disrespect you. Like, if I if I don't agree with, like, if I don't, like, so for example, we were having this conversation and Rick was saying some things and I said some things that I didn't, you know, like, that uh, in disagreement. But we don't, we didn't argue, we weren't arguing, we just talking. And it's like, it's okay to, like, have a conversation. I think we should invite conversation. We have so much of a like culture of now, like I think maybe American culture, whatever, where we get into a space where everybody got to agree on everything. And it's like, it's okay to disagree. And, and like, if you got something to back up what you're saying and you feel strongly about it and you have some type of, like you feel like you have some type of evidence to like kind of support what you're saying and another person feels the same thing, you just may have a disagreement. And that's okay. Well, let me, another day. well let me address it, Mario, since I'm the one that everybody mad at. <laughs> you know, it's, ahead, it's, it's funny, bro. Well, it obviously yeah. ain't that bad at you because ain't nobody trying to come in. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, I'm a, I'm go ahead. Go I'm a, yeah, I'm going to say this, Julie, because I purposely didn't respond in these groups because, you know, everybody is an expert in these groups. But I just wrote down, jotted down a couple of things here that I thought would be pertinent for us to talk about tonight. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I want to start right. I would like to apologize by saying that the people that um, do that after 30, 40, 50 should seek mental health. Mental health is a serious thing and we should not play around with that. Like I, I know that personally, that mental health issues, you know, are out here, especially with COVID. So I want to start there that, you know, I apologize for saying that these people should seek mental health. All right. I want that to be the first thing y'all hear from me. All right, let's get to it. Um, 
It's funny, Mario, how people can form all these opinions off a 30-second clip that was put together to get right. riled up. They didn't right. listen to the whole 30-minute conversation that we had. <laughs> right. It was literally, they took the 30-second clip, this small, from a 30-second, uh, a 30-minute conversation, and formed all these opinions that in many times didn't even like go with what I what was actually said right. in the 30 right. minutes. I don't have a, ma a problem with mass bands, y'all. I don't. I have a problem with the approach that a lot of these groups take to mass bands. Would it hurt to pull a tuner out? Will it hurt? Would it hurt to teach articulation and coming in together, stopping together, you know, taking the appropriate breath, playing with good timbre, you know, all these things that makes bands great? Would that is that a is that such a bad thing to expect when you no, know? No, because we're not music majors, man. We ain't trying to do all that. We're not music majors, man. That and that's the problem. Everything is about fun. You had people in the comments were talking about, hey, man, we just want to help the kids. You know how you help the kids? Go teach. Not participate. If you want to play, like I said in the video, and I'll say it again, do alumni bands. Get all your friends and stuff together that are in your group, man, and do that. And then when you want to help the kids, go teach. Teach them how to do what we do at a higher level. For me, you had all these people that came in and were um, angry about the money comment. Music is not a hobby to me. This is my career. I do this for a living. I am paid handsomely to do this. So for me to as a a thirty some man, I'm I'm not worried about cranking it up and having a good time. I'm worried about moving myself and my people to the next level, which brings up another thing. I don't know a lot of y'all. I don't care to know some of y'all. But what you're not gonna do is question my love for my people. That's what this show is all about. Because we could easily let a lot of this mess that goes on in our community go and not say a word. You talk about the work. How many of y'all started a marching band circuit for our people? We just had our, our first show this year in Texas. Nine bands came, or eight bands, sorry, eight bands came. For next year, it's already exploding. That's what I did, since y'all want to question my, my credentials. Secondly, for my credentials, since y'all want to go there. Oh, man, he sounds like a fourth trumpet player. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man, when I heard this, bro, Sorry, I, was, I had, I had, I was, bro, that's funny. <laughs> I was laughing my tail off, dog. I'm just gonna tell y'all a little bit of what I did in high school. We're not gonna go to college on my career and all that stuff. I was all district uh, trumpet player three out of the four years I was in high school. Only reason I didn't make it my uh, freshman year is because I got there late and couldn't audition. I was an all state trumpet player two of my four years in high school. My senior year, I made Virginia Honor Band. How many of y'all can say you did that? See, that's Mario. I agree with you 100%. It always becomes personal. Y'all don't even right. know me. Y'all don't even know me. But because your little feelings got hurt over something, all of a sudden you think you can get online. And I'm sorry. I'm being not... personal text, right? Hey, like all the personal texts. And then for this lame ass dude that went to PV, you know who you are. I'm not even going to mention your lame ass name. Two of y'all that went to PV when we were uh, teaching there. And decided to go online and try to find, like, oh, man, this is what he made as an ad. That was the right. first check I got. Have you ever made that much money? I'll wait. Okay. So, um, helping, uh, let's see. <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh, I got it, Brian. Look. <laughs> yeah, because, I, I, Mario, for me, this, this show is not about 
negativity. This show right. is about making right. sure that we are doing things to advocate for our community. But it's funny, Mario, when we were talking about all these things that were positive, about right. your band doing fundraisers, about right. Kwan's band and all that stuff, we couldn't get a comment on the side. People's little feelings get hurt because you come after the, you say one thing that goes out of the group thing, and then all of a sudden, oh, here we go. Oh, man, I got to go online and talk about some dude that I don't even know. Like, it's just right. so... That's that's the state of the HBCU band community, is that anything that goes against the group thing is either considered... Oh, here's the one that really got me. It's either considered less than or you're pandering to them white people. That's all we ever get. We can't We can't ever do anything different. We can't ever say, you know what, I like Southern, but I can also be critical of Southern or Jackson or Norfolk State or whoever while also appreciating. Or mass bands. Or right. mass bands. Just go ahead and throw right. it out there. Because I mean, everybody was crying about the mass bands. And if it would and if these mass bands, y'all, if we approach them differently, they would definitely be a great thing in getting kids during the summer involved in something. Yes, I teach drum corps. I guess that's a bad thing now. I've taught drum corps since 2005. I've won two world championships. My ringer right here if you want to see him. I think I know what I'm doing. But for to have to come up here and constantly address people that couldn't even shine your shoes and they up here can tell you about what your band is supposed to be doing. And boy, we can't say nothing about them. Never mind, they get online every week and tell somebody how their band sucks. These are kids out here. These are students. And y'all are adults, 30, 40 years old, telling students they suck. Yeah, that's supporting the community. So I'll wait for any of these people that want to come in and have a conversation with me. Chuck, I know that ain't where you are, bro. You've been on the show before. before. But any of these people that want to tell me why I'm wrong, even though they hadn't even watched the doggone 30-minute clip that we put up, I, wel I welcome any debate or conversation. But be respectful because I'm not just going to sit here and let anybody talk to me any type of way. So there we go. That's, that's all I have to say. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, uh, no, you good, bro. What's going on, y'all? Y'all doing all right? Can you hear me? What's, what's going on? Yeah, we can hear you, Chuck. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, first and foremost, um, I love the topic. And definitely, Rick, uh, if you see in the comments, talk, talk your stuff, bro. <laughs> Drop that resume. You know, people, people. it's crazy as as a fellow music educator, um, you know, like we what was in the last topic, that people don't realize what we have to do <clears throat> to do what we do. Not only as an undergrad, but also continuing, you know, CEUs and and we got all of our band director buddies and friends that are at the Midwest right now, you know, getting that knowledge so they can bring it back to their program. But specifically about the mass bands, um, Chief definitely made you talk like um, when you said something, you guys were, you know, uh, respectfully disagreeing, which we have to be able to do more of okay. in our community. Um I've taught, I've had an opportunity to teach in different areas, and um, I can remember teaching in suburbs and then teaching in the inner city of Chicago. I taught on the South Side for four years in Chicago and, and seeing the difference. You know, um, when I was in my graduate program at Vandercook in Chicago, I had a, one of my uh, classmates <clears throat> reached out to me and said, hey, I did a presentation about HBCU bands. Um, and he was like, man, he was like, I love, um, you know, bands from the South, from New Orleans, but he's like, I don't understand. Like, you know, sometimes they'll play like 
like their life depended on it. And I was like, for some of these kids, that's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. And, and so um, I see that. And, and, and one of my, my good brothers and my best friend, Dr. Rodney Chisholm, we were talking about comparing mass bands to like uh, and one basketball. You know, or right, the right, right. You know, it's very yeah. similar. As you know, not only a band director, and I'm sure some of you guys have held some different positions. I coached for six years, you know, uh, high school basketball, and um, I know what that has done positively and negatively to the game of basketball. Um, right. Same thing I would say with the mass bands as well, too. I think it's great that we keep kids playing. Um, I think it's great that because, again, when you teach in the inner city, it's very easy for that kid to go south. Very easy. They're like, why am I going to learn this if I can just hit the block and make this money, you know, and have the things that I want to have or have the things that I've never had? And so, right. you know, you have to battle that. And so I think the mass bands can be a great place for that. One thing I know for me, and, and I'm sure some of the music educators in here either watching or that's, you know, that's the host of this show um, can agree with is you guys were talking about pedagogy or even safety. I know Crystal just jumped on here and she's mentioned it several times in this in this topic. Um, you know, just the organization standpoint or the safety. We know as educators that we have to have all of our eyes dotted. You know what I'm saying? T's crossed. I mean, I have to put in bus requests a whole month right. <laughs> before I can even right. get a consideration. And not saying that some, because I've seen, and, and I'll say this, um, I've seen some mass bands over the last few years, like really get their house in order, like establishing LLCs, uh, providing scholarships and things like that. I think that's great. I think that's the direction that we need to go to with those things. But there has been... You know, I know I've seen only can speak for me. I've seen sometimes, you know, what I'm saying some uh, different some some things that have happened that haven't been too positive, you know. Um, and again, like Rick was saying, when you have, I don't know, somebody in their 30s, their 40s next to somebody, you know, 14, you know, 15 and things like that. Like there's a time and place and a space for that. Like Rick mentioned having if you have an alumni band, that's great. I loved, I think it was, was it uh, Southern and was it PV or? That was the uh, exact, that was the exact. Southern that was amazing. Yep. I love that. I love yep. that. And me, I can only speak for me. I'm a product of two HBCUs. I'm a little North Carolina A&T and Fayetteville State University. And I never forget going to the FAMU camp when I was a high school senior. And they did this thing called Bring It On. It was on our schedule, but I had no idea what it was. And those alumni came back in drones. And the first thing that I heard was rolling thunder and them sweeping the field eight to five. When I first saw those guys come on the field, I was like, man, what are these old guys going to do? Man, they played like they didn't miss a day of rehearsal. Or so that, I always, remember homecoming a couple of years ago, Chuck, when Southern did that alumni band that was just, yeah. as, big, just as big as the actual band. And it was like, they looked like Southern. Like it was it's great. A, and that's great. That's inspirational. I still remember that to this day. And I said, when I, I get into college, I get in the band, every opportunity that I have, I'm going to be an alumni band when it's the right time in the right space. You know? And, and so, again, I think or I know that the mass band, there is a place. There is a place for it. But, again, as educators, and we, and we know, I mean, it's popping up more now than ever of – 
used to be coaches. Now we're seeing other teachers and band directors, you know, get into these situations and these relationships with these students. And it's a major thing. I mean, you know, we I, I just started teaching in Georgia. This is my first year in Georgia. And before I came in, we had to watch this whole video and take a test about grooming. I'm sure there's a lot of folks that don't understand what that is and mm -hmm. how we play such a major role in the inspiration of these kids. They look at us just like I used to watch and one and want to be like or the professor, you know, they look at these band directors, these individuals. I mean, the podium is such that's where we there's, you know, I teach my kids, but I learned this in high school. You walk past the podium, you duck in your head. You know, out of respect for the position and the director, that's even if there's nobody there, my kids do it just out of respect for that because it's a position of power, position of leadership and responsibility. And I but that's but Chug, if you allow me, bro, I want to I yeah, want to no, yeah. touch on that because I think you're bringing up something that's very important and that's respect. Right. That's respect for anything. I, I Chuck, you know, something really broke my heart the other day, man, and they want this mess. I was in one of them groups, the uncut group, and there was a story about how a young man who was a recent graduate of a &T had got I, in trouble. I know trouble. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, my, that's my chapter, bro. Like, right. I'm he had got in trouble for, yeah. for you know, inappropriate relationships. Yeah. And people were on there making jokes about it like it was funny. But right. they, they made a online mad they made because a whole meme about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's where we are as a people. We got we got people that glorify that 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 behavior, whereas you got. Go so I guess my question to you, Chuck, is this: And June, I would love for us to talk about this. Yeah. What do, what are we looking for with our programs? Is there a standard at all? Is there a standard of behavior as professionals? Is there a standard of expectation for musicianship and 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 performance? Yes, entertainment is important. Me personally, when I knew I wasn't a great band director, I was doing like some of the people here are doing. I went to TMEA. I went to Midwest. I went yep. to these places where the people don't look like us. <laughs> Majority of the people there don't look like me and you and Mario. Right. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? I, I sought mm -hmm. out the information that I knew I didn't know. Whereas in our community, it's okay to not have the knowledge you need to be great at your job, but that makes you an expert because you marched in somebody's band 10, 15 years ago. Just because you marched in the band doesn't make you an expert in music. That just means you were able to put one foot in front of the other and play music. But Bro. to get up there and do the job that it takes to be a professional and to be a teacher, not a mentor, a teacher of the art. Music is an art. It is not a hobby. To get up there and teach this art form that so many of our ancestors worked so hard to mold for us, especially with American music. American music is black music. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. Right. So, so what is the expectation? What do we have as a group of educated black men or people of color, whoever you are, women, whoever, that what is the standard that we're trying to achieve? Is it just so we can have a, a punchline on Facebook or are we actually trying to improve the community in a positive way? Well, I think honestly, uh, and I know. I know a couple of people want to get in there and I'm just going to say yeah. my piece and, and get back out. Cause I'm still trying to figure out why we had over 500 comments on, uh, on, uh, the, what was it? What was it? Also, uh, Eddie's group meet me on the 50. We had 200 over there and I think 300 and, and uncut, but I, but all of a sudden they ain't nobody 
can't nobody say nothing when you got to actually look at somebody in their eye. But we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that. Um, but I, I really think that unfortunately we've gotten to as far as the culture is concerned. When you and what you're talking about, we've gotten to this thing where it's about being petty. Who's the first one to who, to to make the first petty comment and can and and joke about things? And I, I remember when I was teaching in Saint Croix. Um, I put a post up on Facebook and that was during the time when every, when the phrase was, it ain't that serious. I don't know if y'all remember that, but it was, it was, a, it was a couple of years, a lot of years ago, maybe over 10 years ago when everybody was going, man, it ain't that serious, man, it ain't that serious. Well, well now we've gotten to a point to where nobody takes anything seriously anymore. Everything is a joke. Everything, nothing, nothing has, like you said, Rick, any standard, especially in our culture. So I, I I I definitely get where you're coming from, Rick. So yeah, one hundred percent. There's a there's a couple things that I I pull from this. Like so, you know, I was on the side of. So I I understood. I I agree with Rick about the fact that like the age issue with the inappropriateness is the negative part. You know what I mean? Because in the negatives, in most situations, it will always outride the positives. Because all it takes is one negative to end the whole program. So. You know what I mean? You don't need but one situation to ruin it for every, everything else. So I was on the um, mindset. I was talking about that gap, right? For people who do want to find a way to give back. Their program doesn't exist anymore in the city. They never went to a college to march. They live in the city and work a regular job. And they got, you know, these young kids who want to play trombone and there's no people to do it. And they don't really teach lessons because they're not really that good but they're better than, you know what I mean? They, they have a little bit of skill and they're like just trying to, you know, find a way to, that that old avenue reminds them of a positive place. And you know, everybody understands this on this call, the mundane vibe of life sometimes. So you go through day to day and it can just get, you know, monotonous and just like, oh, you know, just doing another day, another day. What my position was on this was just that I'm not sitting here being the music police on everybody. Um, however, there does need to be a higher standard when it comes to universities. I just don't believe in bands copying mass bands. Like I, that's what I feel like you a university should separate itself from the mass band can operate however they want to. You have the NBA and you have N1. N1 can exist with the NBA. You still a travel is a travel and it well, I don't know, unless you're Brian, but you know, <laughs> but in most cases, a travel is a travel or whatever. You know, you can call certain rules, but then you come to and one, you can do some stuff to hype up the crowd and get the oohs and eyes. We have become so infatuated with just our our um like this almost prehistoric entertainment level. Like we we need this just bottom line. If it doesn't entertain me, I don't have any tolerance or any patience for it or any ear for it. Or it's gotta be at this certain level for it. And then I'm like, we can't find. And what my point was that I said in, in the comments last time, well, not in the comments, but in the conversation, I was saying I can enjoy a love story. I can enjoy a romantic comedy. I can enjoy a horror movie. I can enjoy like an uh, action film. It doesn't take anything from anything else for me to enjoy different things. And, I, and that's all I was saying is that people have different ears and they have their ears may not be music education ears. Their ears are ears based on whatever it is that sounds good in their brain. And they are allowed to play an instrument in, in, a, in a space. However, you play, in a, you play an instrument in an environment with a bunch of kids, there is going to be red flags coming up because 
the ideal of the potential for inappropriateness for me as an educator, I, I, I just cringe at the idea of like bringing people who are 35, 40 into my band room, like that are not educators already or not people who are like have something to lose. Some of these people are working regular jobs and they can go under the radar and they, you know, they can just like, oh, whatever. Like, and some, and then we have this idea where, um, cause I, I, ooh, ooh, I was about to say something. I don't want to call out no programs, but I'll just say this. I know that there was a person who was 27 years old having sex with a 16 year old. I, I was, I won't say where I was, but I know this happened and I was 16 or 17, I was 16, 17. And I know this was happening. I know it for a fact, but it was looked at as, or whatever. And this was an alumni situation. And I'm saying this because we let this stuff go. And I was just having a conversation with some of my alumni kids who came back. They were just like seniors in high school. I mean, seniors in college, just about to graduate, just turned to 21, whatever. And uh, they would come back to just speak to the kids or whatever in the band and give them some words of advice going into high school for some of the you know graduating kids. And I said to them, I said, you know, man, you, you got to be careful in these spaces because you, you know, these... I, Thank God there haven't been any like big situations with mass bands because then it's going to be a trickle effect to everybody else getting canceled. All it takes is one. That's all I'm saying is be careful. I'm not the music police on everybody. In a university setting, I am the music police. But in mm -hmm. in a in a just general, we, you know, like hanging out and vibe, yeah, whatever. Y'all want to do what y'all want to do. Enjoy. Blow your damn brains out with the baritone and play as loud as you possibly can. I don't care. Do what you want to do. But in a university program, you should not be following that. That should not be your standard of playing, period. Right. I definitely agree. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'm not going to say this specific program, but I'm going to say that, you know, uh, before you before you keep no, putting, uh, no, I was just going to say uh, the uh, final thought on this one. I got somebody else need to come in. OK, cool. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, I had an opportunity to, uh, you know, bop into a mass band rehearsal um, years ago and I just bopped into support at fellow band directors that were there over it. I was like, let me go by and support, you know. Uh, bring my horn, you know, see what it's see what it's talking about. I think I stayed two rehearsals um, because the second rehearsal, just being honest, and not saying this happens everywhere, but there was a young kid that was dropped off, couldn't have been no more than in sixth and seventh grade, uh, playing the clarinet, and the rehearsal's going on, and we know that look, whether it was somebody we were in the band with or one of our students where they're looking around and they don't know what's going on, you know? And, and this kid was just struggling. Meanwhile, this band was just blowing the walls down and nobody was helping this kid. So I packed my horn up and took the kid in the hallway and began to work with him. And I just said, I was honestly, I said, I can't support this. You know what I'm saying? If you want me here to kind of help some of these young kids, then that's cool, I'll do that. But I couldn't support it, you know. Um, I, and, and so, again, I'm not saying everybody does that. I know there's some individuals over some of these mass bands that, you know, um, are putting in work, you know, with some of these kids and making them better. I do know that. But, again, when we see some of the products and, um, you know, we, we can't I honestly say, again, as an educator standpoint, we talked about the protective, you know, nature that we have about our students, but also the pedagogy as well, too. I remember sitting in class and having to do a blank fingering chart for an oboe or a bassoon. Like that was the stuff that I had to do. And knowing how difficult that was 
to have somebody that just loves it try to tell me, <laughs> you know, about what I'm doing. Uh, that's sometimes that, that's that's hard for me sometimes to swallow and to take. But what we have to do, kind of my closing thoughts on it, is educate the next individuals. If you got questions, ask. There's a lot of people on here that will answer those questions with fidelity you know, um, to help individuals. But people, sometimes they don't want to know. They want to stay, what was that saying? Ignorance is, ignorance is bliss. People just want to stay, you know, in, in that in that box and, and, and not, you know, seek that knowledge because it's not easy. You know, it's not easy what we do. So uh, again, appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. I love what you guys are doing. Keep up a good talk. I listen to this on the way to work. Gives me inspiration, you know, uh, before I go into my day for my kids. So uh, I appreciate it. Man, we appreciate, appreciate you, brother. brother. Appreciate appreciate you, brother. All right. Oh six, of course. Oh six. Oh six, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, I got you, Rick. I got you. Rick. We can do this one. I got you, Rick. There we go. All right, there we go. But Quan can't do that one. <laughs> Smith. All right, man. Appreciate you, Chuck. Uh, man, I I, I definitely want to say this. Oh, go ahead, Mariah. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Well, hey, Mike, we tell you all the time, you are loved, girl. You know, hey. Uh, I appreciate it. But, no, I, I definitely want to say this, Rick, and I know I said this to you, and I said this to you too, Chief, uh, a couple of days ago. I think one of the problems that we have as a community is the fact that, you know, we don't exist in the echo chamber, right? Like, we're different. <laughs> we have different thoughts. We have different ideas. And, and you know, we, we like different things. And I think what happens with our culture a lot is the fact that just because we get around a group of us who who specifically like one thing we believe that all of us are supposed to like and enjoy that specific thing the same way and we don't and the other half of that is we tend to want to try to put down those people who don't necessarily agree or who don't necessarily fall in the same place in the same category and i'm and this is something i was thinking about and i didn't tell you rick or chief about this but you may even agree that uh, some could even agree that that's probably why there are a lot of great band directors who don't want to go back to our schools and teach because the stuff that we want to teach, we would, we would get pushed out of the room for, Oh man, that we ain't trying to learn that white mess. Oh, they, ain't, or, or, you know, we are, sometimes we're made to feel like we're not welcome into our own spaces because of how we think, you know? So, uh, you know, well, Billy, just, I think it's a defense mechanism, right? Like, I think it's a defense mechanism. When you know, like, for instance, you can look at that clip and tell there was a, mo a bunch of stuff before and a bunch of stuff after. For all that don't know, and Mario said this at the beginning, and I don't know if people heard it. Mario disagreed with me in real time. He thought, I, you know, and Mario, the argument you made tonight really opened my mind to something that I did not think about. And that's it. That was the analogy you gave of and one and the NBA. But the rules of and one don't change just because you're doing and one. It's just more mm -hmm. exciting, right? It's got more right. to it. But at the end of the day, you aren't going to just walk the ball up the court like it's a football. You still have <laughs> right. to dribble. You There's still, still have some core concepts that are there, right? Right. You still have to have athleticism. You still have to have follow through. So when we throw all of that out the door and say the only thing that matters is the entertainment, then we, it, to me, the argument doesn't make sense there, but I agree with you. I think there's room for all of it. I just think that it needs to have quality. I don't know why in the black community that's a, a taboo word. It's okay to pull a tuner out before you crank it up and tune your students. 
It's okay to go through an actual warm-up that builds fundamentals so that when you have, like Chuck was saying, a 12-year-old who's in middle school who does not have the embouchure strength to do what you need them to do, they're still growing in their development. Like, I don't know why this is so taboo. Like, I, I just don't get it. And maybe I won't get it because I guess I'm, 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 I've been I'm doing this white stuff like they said. I don't know. But in my opinion. You on that white mess, bro. No matter what I'm doing in my life, dude, I don't care what it is, bro. It will have quality. I don't care if we having a picnic out here in front of my house. If we playing a, a, a brass quartet or quintet out here in the front of my house, guess what? We're going to rehearse and it's going to sound good. Because that's what's important with music. All of this is music. All right. Mass band. These are all things. This is the problem. And then if it was if it was just as 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 excellent as some of these people say it is, why don't band directors support it in mass? Hey, why? why aren't band directors standing on the sidelines encouraging their students to do it? Why do most band directors, especially the ones that I've talked to on a regular basis? who can't come up here because they have to deal with things like administrations and principals and haters coming up, you know, trying to take the funding and stuff. How can most band directors tell their students when they get back from these activities, you leave that where it was and you come in here and you do it the way I want you to do it. If it was this bastion of, of, of excellence and, and helping the kids out, why do they have to leave it where they got it from? Like they don't ask themselves these questions. All they, all they do is get offended because somebody hurt their little feelings. And the people that be offended are the people I'm talking about who are 30, 40, 50 years old still doing mass band. And they tried to bring up DCI. DCI has an age limit. It always has, it always will. DCI, you cannot march DCI after you're 21 or 22 if your birthday is uh, uh, after June 1st. So that argument, out the window. Like, like people just say stuff because they like to hear themselves talk. What are we going to do to improve the black community? All black people didn't go to HBCUs. All black people don't have the same feelings about things that you do. It's okay to have a constructive conversation. But at the end of the day, all that constructive conversation should be leading to the betterment of our people, not the tearing down. Hence the reason why last show I said I will no longer say that a ban is bad. I'm not doing that anymore. I will identify the parts of shows that I thought could have been better. And that's it because these are black people and these are students and we need to get off of that and tell me that, why I'm wrong. That was, I, I, I gotta, I got, are you about to comment on what Robert just said? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I, I don't, um, I would love for you to come up and really explain that because it has nothing to, a lot of band directors don't have an insecurity about it. It's the fact that they don't want that information that, that, that they get to come into their band program. Or Especially lack thereof. Right. Especially if they're trying to build a quality program, I think that's that's that has nothing to do with insecurity. I don't know yeah, one I, black I band to, director. To, yeah, Julian, I got how you. Many black, well, Julian, how many black the band directors you know say, "Hey, leave that Blue Devil stuff in Concord." Absolutely nobody. <laughs> I say it, no one. Leave that and Carolina I, Brown stuff over there. Yeah, we don't want to play with all that good timbre and playing in tune and good tone. We don't want all that. Leave so that so. There. So, so let me say this. I, I think, I think one thing that is after Quan Car, we're gonna get to you after Quan. I, I think one of the issues that we have is many people don't listen to conceptualize what you're saying. They they're listening while you're talking to defend. 
And so I think a lot of people have assimilated when you say DCI, that's quote unquote good, and then HBCU, that's quote unquote bad. I think that's in in my I think that's how they're receiving it, which is wrong. So that's number one. But they don't watch the show, Quan, so they don't know what we talk about on a regular basis. When I speak about bands like Tennessee State, Kentucky State, Alabama State, all these great programs, they don't watch. They took a 30-second clip and and put that on all of us. Correct. So 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 let's take a a few steps back real quick so we can get to Kari. Man's band was originated, honestly, for high schoolers. So let's 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 be clear. When Mass Band first started, and when All Star Band programs first started, was to develop and 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 uh, what's the word? Motivate students to take the pedagogy that they learn in an All Star Band settings. Meaning, like it was a ma- it was a master teacher, and he taught everybody these skills, and they were able to take it back to their respective programs. That was the purpose of Mass Band. As I said before, LLI was like, in my opinion, being from Louisiana, was the creme de la creme to be. Um, uh, Cornell Knight, and peace be unto him, what we knew, his background, his pedagogy, and what he taught was quality. And kids were kicking and scratching to, uh, to get into that program. Now, Mass Band is who is like first come, first serve. Now, I can't speak about everybody, but I know from what I've heard, there's no audition process. There's no, hey, here's your warm-up packet for these specific things to learn so that you can take back. There's none of that anymore. It is just blow that hope. And yeah, that's that that can be fun and you're keeping the kid on their horn. But how is blowing that hope gonna help me during band camp, nigga, during the summer when we return? It's not. So that's not an insecurity, fam. Like if you paying money to be in a program. What are you taking back out of that outside of an experience of travel? And if you can't tell me that you got a new breathing exercise, that you learn a modified warm-up, that you learn how to shape your mouth, if you can't tell me that to benefit the masses, then you just honestly went on went on field trips. And as a band director, I don't have that kind of time because I'm building again. And people, you know, they can say what they want, but that's the mindset of a band director. Are they going to develop a bad habit over here? Bottom line. That's not no insecurity. That's not no none of that. Just this bottom line. Go ahead, Car. What's going on, y'all? What up? What up, man? Hey, up, so Rick, I got you on on, on the symphony. All right, okay. At least I got you on that. You know, I know we all got this going on, but you know, like there we go. But um, one thing I well, I have a couple thoughts actually. One thing, it was something that Rick, you was talking about, and it has to do with um, when it comes to like uh, the uh, alumni giving back. I think it was the last, also you talked about the last show as well, in a way. Um, and the thing is that for Rick, you definitely know me. And I mean, like, I'm not a rich man. All right. But I know, but I am an alumnus of Drum Corps International. And I know I got a lot to give to that. So every year I started marching when I was 14 years old. I ended when I was 21. I teach it to this day. And the thing is that I I, I look at it as this is something that I can contribute. It's not monetary. 
but it's something that I can contribute. And that's what some people are not doing. They're just standing on the sidelines and screaming about, hey, you know what, like, this is what the group should do, or they're uh, logging into these sites or whatever else and saying, you know, their, their piece, you know, like, and, and it's not constructive at all. You know, like, they're not actually putting, I mean, if you can say putting money where your mouth is, that's great. But like I said, I'm not a rich man. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm just not, I'm not doing it in a monetary fashion. No, I agree with you, Car. but my, the monetary side of what I was saying because remember, this was a 30-minute conversation. This was not a 30-second clip. This was 30. What I was saying was, at some point as an adult, that should be a driving focus in your life, is the accumulation of wealth and, and <clears throat> building up our community. That's what I was saying. It was not saying that these people should be doing this for money. Obviously, that's what these people were saying in the group because they did watch it. But that's not what I was saying. At the end of the day, I'm 38. I'm not out here worried about um, doing anything for free. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I teach drum corps, you know, just like you did. You were one of the people I looked at when I got in drum corps. Dang, it's a brother teaching, teaching DCI. You, I never saw that before. You were one of those people, you, Daryl, Eric Prince, y'all were the people I looked up to. So for me, that was my motivation as a, as a 17, 18 year old back then. But now as a 38 year old is yes, I want to improve the condition of my people. Yes, I will do things every now and again for free. But if we're not teaching our students that they should be monetizing what they do, then we're not doing anything to uplift the black community. And, that, and that's my problem, man. We, we, we think everything should be free. Yeah, marching band was what, some of the most fun I ever had in my life. It was. You know, I marched DCI just like you. You marched longer than I did. I marched DCI for five years. So I gave my time to that activity. I marched in the Legion for three years. I gave my time to that activity. You know how I give back to Norfolk State now? I'm a part of the Alumni Association. I go back to Norfolk State. When Norfolk State bought those new horns, I talked with Mr. Bethea to make sure they bought a trumpet that would work for the band. And when the one they looked at didn't, we went back again and started looking at others. That's, that's how I give back to my university, is monetarily and through the time, even from Connecticut to Norfolk, helping my band because I care. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, but there's nothing wrong, Car. Like you said, I'm not a rich man, but you know, I'm also in search of trying to be. I'm not ashamed of that. Ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Yes. Now I'm doing very well. As a 20 something year old band director, I wasn't doing as well as I'm doing right now. So, you know, like, let's, like, people watch the whole clip and oh, listen yeah. to what we're saying, please. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, that's why I said what I said is because that's what I took from it is that like there's more than one way to give back other than just monetarily. But my my other thought, I really wanted to go ahead and get this out there is that um, it, it's it's kind of like we um, I do a lot of yoga. Something that we have to do as I mean, not just as black people, but as people as a whole is just go ahead and put ourselves in situations. It may not, and as you guys were talking about, some people may agree with you, some people may disagree with you, but you have to learn how to agree to disagree. Um, like, I'm going to just go ahead and give an example. There was a BOA band that's around this area that was that had me, that I was standing there. And then the people, one person knew me and said, yeah, so of these three guys who were standing here, who has at least three world championships in DCI. And they did not pick me. They were going ahead. I was the last person picked. 
I knew that was going to happen. You know, and I mean, it, it happened a few times because then all of a sudden we just started going around and talking to other people doing the exact same thing. But once again, like I said, I knew that was going to happen. So I was putting myself in that area. But that's what a lot of people have to do is understand that, you know what? Hey, we're not going to go ahead and just be like just because we were involved in something. Everybody's not just going to say, hey, you know, like this person is cool. You know, like this person has all the knowledge of different things. You have to go ahead and put yourself out there. You must. So like the whole thing when we have, you know, colleagues who are going over to the Midwest conference right now. Well, the the all the other things that all of you do. You know, like doing those things as well. We have to go ahead and put ourselves in those situations to grow. You know, like for me, I'm not a um, music, uh, I'm, I'm not a band director. You know, but the thing is that like for me and mine, I, I am in student affairs. I go to conferences all the time. I've been in student affairs for 20 years. That does not mean that I know everything. Hmm. Things change all the time. You know, just like we, we all deal with students. Students are just like the ocean. It changes all the time. The current is not the same. And we have to learn those different currents all the time. And for us to be stagnant, we're going to drown. And that's what's happening. Some people are getting hey. under tow and drowning. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so two things. One, I saw Sean coming. Um Sean, you you mentioned about how you don't allow your dancers to do the all star. Is it possible for you to uh, cam up and actually kind of discuss that? And you can tell us from your perspective as a dancer and a dance and, and, a, and a dance coach as to why that is. And I'm pretty sure, Maya, you could do the same. But, you know, it would be great to have both of you all uh, kind of going uh -oh. back and forth. Wait, before you go. The second thing is. There are a lot of people, maybe maybe one or two people in here who are making some really odd comments in in the comment section. Cam up, because like there, there some things that you all are talking about. I really need we we really want to want to discuss because uh, that whole that it's only three weeks. Three weeks means a lot to a band director who's trying to teach their kids something. But see, Julian, don't don't reply to that. That's just to get get acknowledged on the show. Don't reply to that foolishness. Because a real, a real musician knows, Maya, that you can completely destroy your armature in three weeks. You know. I mean, I, I agree. But, I mean, I, I, if we're going to talk about it, then if they want a platform, then this is what tonight is for. But that's a part of my comment as well. Like, those who get it, get it, right? So I feel like any one of us, whether we're dancing or playing, could go out and be in whomever's mass band and be able to come back to our fundamentals, to our curriculum, and be able to snap it back into the shape. Unfortunately, the masses don't do that. And that's what I think that, who is that? Whomever, whomever said the comment, that's what you have to understand. The majority of people are unable. What you what you continue is what's going, what you allow is what's going to continue, right? So you practice what you preach. If you go out there and whomever, if you've been working on a particular thing for one year, the moment that you go change it up and do, whether it's three weeks, whether it's three months, you're going to start to adapt those new things or, 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 lessen or decrease things in which you've learned so absolutely you're taking a step back band week band camp is only what two weeks three weeks at the most possibly four weeks depending on where you are 
you got a whole brand new show. You have so many things that you have to do. You got crafts that you got to get up to par. You have to produce a working product in three weeks with a brand new set of people. There's no way that you're going to be able to get everyone on one accord if you're dealing with my people that came from that last year that already know what's going on. Now I got to get them back in the goddamn shape. I got to get the crabs into shape. Got to do it's it's virtually impossible. So that makes no sense. And I mean, again, maybe sir, whomever, maybe you got it like that. But if you want to jump on, I would love to see where you marched at, where you know, where you where you where you built this foundation on, and we can have that conversation. But but Maya, just, but Maya this is that group thing thing, right? That group think thing. Like in that group. You are not allowed to have a dissenting opinion because everybody in there will jump on you if you disagree with the masses, right? So mm-hmm. it, that's a part of it too, is that there are a lot of people that agree with me on there, but as soon as they said something, they were attacked. Or there are students, uh, like former students of mine or you know, students in general that I've taught in the past that were in that group that know yeah, they know what's right. They know, they know how to create sounds and all that stuff that's good. But because they're in that group, they don't want people to look at them where they say, you know what, you, you, y'all, y'all this or that. So they just, oh, well, I don't agree either, but, you know, he cold though. Like, like, what does that help? If you don't agree with me, like my one of my best friends, Mario, my, I know Mario for over 20 years. In, right. in real time, Mario said, Rick, I completely disagree with you. And we've done that numerous times on this show. Right. And then right after in the after party, we boys all over again. Right. Like we got, we're still boys in a moment. Right, we right. just had a difference of opinion, that's all. It's okay. Right. No, that's a that's a that's a difference in in in, in character. But you know yeah. that's that's either here. Like you, I, like even you, right? Like you you bought this up on the show. You said Brown. I don't care what you say. 2013 <laughs> was a mess. Like you, you said that on this show, and I'll be like, "Yeah, Maya. I mean, we have some good moments, Maya. You know, yeah, I gotta like, be the whether we right. agree or disagree. We're right. still going to continue to press on. Like, there's nothing. Right. We're adults. We should be able to have a conversation regardless. So that's all I'm saying. The, the link is in the comments. Whatever. Now, if we're gonna talk about the dancer part of it, and I mean, I fell victim to this myself. The moment that you stop. The moment that you let your body or whatever just do whatever it wants to do, it's 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 muscle memory. It's going to continue to do that. The moment I stop thinking about my arms are overextended and I'm able to push them back, that whole season my arms was way back here until I had to bring it back. Miss Sean would be like, "Girl, your your shit way back here. You need to pull it back to your." I saw ears. that too. I and, used to watch that. Yeah, and, that's what, that. and that's the true thing. Like the moment that I let it go and I wasn't like holding my core and I was like, well, shit, I'm just about to, you know, we got, we got stuff to do. We up against Jackson State in 2013. I got to let them have it. You know, <laughs> I got to get anywhere. I got to get my points anywhere I can. My shit is all the way back here instead of it needing to be back here. So hey, again, but, but you know what, Maya, here's the, here's the part though. All these people that are making these weird comments, they saying things like calm down and stuff like that. You know what they're not saying? We wrong. They're not saying we're wrong. They're not saying the information that we're putting forward right now is not accurate. Like you said, I knew my arms were all the way back here. And I personally had to get my ego out the way so I could get better to bring my arm back here. You know what I'm saying? Like as as people, forget the black, you know, we the blacks. We already know we're talking to we the blacks. But anyway, we as people, right? <laughs> Power, my brother. But um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the principality <laughs> of the situation the principality <laughs> is that at the end of the day, I am completely confident 
in my my um, abilities as a band director. And I'm also speaking, like I said at the beginning of this rant, for the band directors who were my colleagues, the people that are actually doing this at a high level, that are black just like the rest of us, that disagree with bad quality. I guarantee you, I can name some names right now, but I'm not, of band directors that will come on here and absolutely agree with what I'm saying. Because I wonder, if kids, in, I wonder if kids in Bethune-Cookman's band are in Georgia Mass Band. I'm sure there are about a couple. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Just like they started a Matt Mario. You, I don't know if you remember when they started that mass band in Virginia. Do you remember that? And all they did was try to turn. I watched the clips. All they did, tried to do, do was bring Southern to Norfolk. But you know, Southern, us, you know Southern ain't having it. I mean, uh, you uh, won't have it. Right. Ain't having it. You know Virginia ain't having it. Band culture, you up here playing like that. Like, you take that mess down there. That band had like 12 people in it. And that's not an attack against anybody. That's not who we are. And all you're doing is trying to be something you're not. That mess sounds terrible. Please find that clip, dude. Oh, it was it was horrible. Did they have qualities that you did not like, Ricardo? Huh? Did they have qualities that you did not like of their sound and timbre and yeah, yeah Mario, I'll be backsliding sometimes, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be backsliding, y'all. Sitting <laughs> with the Charles Barkley. Hey. So hey, I want to, uh, oh, who, who was that? All right, go ahead. Whoever that was. Is Sean in here? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say, uh, I want to make sure. Hear you. I say it right here. Uh, Miss Sean is a. Hey! Is no. a university dance director. So I want to make sure that I put that out there. So her opinion matters. No, I'm going to turn your YouTube down. You're going to have to mute YouTube. There's a lot of feedback. It's probably uh, me. YouTube. Yeah, it is. Mutual YouTube. Just turn it, turn it off completely down or off. Is that better? Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. There we go. There we go. Of course, now right. I can't hear y'all. Oh, you can't. Is that better? Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. There we go. No. Yeah, of course, now I can hear y'all. Completely turn the YouTube off. Completely turn the YouTube off. Yeah, just click out of it because the because you're already up on this side. So just turn YouTube all the way off. Yay! Can you hear us now? Yes. Yes, congratulations. You made it. Thank you. <laughs> What's going on? All right. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, hey son, what's going on? Long yeah. time no see. I know, right? I've I've been freed. I'm free. <laughs> I've been free, but y'all know um, y'all were talking about why I don't allow, allow the girls to do all star and all of that. Mm -hmm. The last time I had someone participate, um, it just it didn't represent us, and I knew I was gonna have to deal with all of the feedback and all of the chatter and all of the. Um, it it turned out two of the dance teams, and I want to say one of them was from Dallas. And one of my former Foxes was on that team, Aaliyah. Y'all remember Aaliyah? And she was on that team. And then my current Fox, she was on the New Orleans team. 
and it ended up this battle. Uh uh. No, I, I I just was like, no, I I can't do it. And luckily, my my dancer, my current fox, she kind of stayed to the back because she knew, because she knew I was watching, and she was like, oh no, I, I'm not gonna be able to go back to go back to campus. Um, if if Miss Sean sees this, and she was right, and I was like, so ever since then, I was just like, no, like you 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 spend a whole lot of time working and establishing your program and establishing what you want. You, your image, your brand, your look, it, it's not just about the dancing, it's, it's, it's about everything now. And it's not just the dance team, it's the March and Storm, it's Prairie View A&M, you know? And, and, and I was just like, no. And, and the coaches of both the teams were just sitting there letting it happen. I was like, oh, no ma'am. So we, we can't do this anymore, we, you know? Because that equates to it equates to YouTube clicks, right, Sean? It's it's not about what's in the best interest of them students, right? So a lot right. of these guys, like the thing I think that gets me the most, Sean, is like you'll see these guys my age or older out there with a trumpet. And it's not about teaching the students. It's about showing the world that they can still play a double G or a double C. It's about them. Mm -hmm. It's not about the students. Mm -hmm. I can I know I can do that. I don't need the, the world to know that I still got it. You know, say, yes, it is a social activity, but is it done in a way that's enhancing both musically and also professionally? Like mm -hmm. these groups, people out there dumping Wheaties on themselves and all like all this insanity, like just it's, it's, it's insane. And like I said, I don't want to speak on mental health because mental health is real. You know, <laughs> like I don't want people cussing me out on that no more. And they're yeah. right. They're right. But at the end of the day. The things that we, that these group, not we, because that's not, I don't hold these things to be important, but the things that they hold important mm -hmm. are the complete antithesis to what we're trying to teach at these universities. Absolutely. And and I know I, I just celebrated 10 years. I know Maya flipped out when I said that, uh, but I, I just celebrated 10, <laughs> 10 years and worked too hard, you know, to get to get them where they are. And, and it's not... Um, not not so much get them where they are, but keep them on a positive road because that social media road can take you down a dangerous path, a dangerous path. And, and all of us here talking can sit here and just from a dance perspective can sit here and, and point out something negative that is, you know, has that has happened because of social media. And, and I'm just not willing to go down like that. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. And, and I tell them all the time, you know, they got three places on this campus you can dance. You don't have to be a fox. You can go somewhere else and dance. So I, <laughs> because I'm not changing. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not changing that. I feel like I'm in touch with what young people like and I'm in touch with what, you know, the higher ups want. So, you know. But that's why that's why we don't do it. We don't do the all star stuff. And I and I know that the, the, the instrumentalists love it and they have a good time. But, oh, when they get back. Oh, we we know. No, we, Sean. Oh, three weeks. Three weeks came. Three um, weeks. Three weeks. Ain't gone. Gone. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I look at some of these people faces like they go to some of these schools and they go. They do these mass bands and their Looks faces terrible. look like like somebody like sliced them with a knife. 
because they've done so many bad techniques. Like, there's a reason why you look at the students at PV and you look at other schools, their faces don't look like that. Because at the beginning of the day, we, you know, especially when I was there, I don't, you know, I can't speak to what they do now, but I'm sure I know Doc and I know Hop. I know they warming that band up thoroughly before they play one note. I know intonation is important. Put that dog on pitch on, let's tune. Like those things aren't happening. And you know they aren't happening. Well, and not only do do we warm up, but we we warm down. And see a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. people a lot of people in the, in the in the comments is watching right like what's a warm down what is they, that's possible like <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah we warm down as well so it's it's you know you have to you know stick to your guns and and if the if the band the mass band or the all-star band that they want to be in you know is quality and aligns with what you know your values are then fine, let them do it. But if not, right. but the thing about it, Sean, is none of those organizations exist. If a if there was a mass band that sounded like FAMU or Prairie View, like FAMU, Prairie View, or Bethune Cookman, people would tell them they boring, they suck, they y'all shouldn't be here because they don't sound like they aren't in the group thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Julian, if you you disagree, I would love for you to send me the clip of the group that sounds like Bethune Cookman or Fam, no. or, you know. I would love what to I'm hear. Is, based on what Sean's saying, she was saying if your band aligns with the mass band and the techniques in which they're teaching, the thing is, is that the reality is there are a lot of bands who's who who aligns with what they do. That's why their kids can go back and then play the exact same song the exact same way and get the exact same result mm-hmm. because there are bands who align with that high school bands and university bands. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I disagree with, you know, the way that you stated it. But I don't disagree in what you were trying to say, but just in reference to what Sean was saying. Yeah. And and it's not too. I mean, dance has a little bit more of a different flavor, you know, than than instrumentalists. You guys have it really hard, really hard, you know. But for us, it's 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 more than just dancing. and. You know, I I just I'm not down for it. I, I can't do it. And um, but if they want to do it, they're free to go do it and be on somebody else's team. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but you know what? But you know what would be nice? Hey, Zach, what's up? Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Zach, tell them what 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 you asked me the last time you saw me and what I did. Oh, I asked. So, I asked. I am in the path of becoming a music educator, and I asked Ms. Sean specifically, like, what is it that you look into or look forward to in music when it comes to choosing music specifically for the dancers? Uh, I've heard a whole lot of good about Ms. Sean. A whole lot of good about Ms. Sean. Outside of <clears throat> outside of PV, she's a phenomenal director, amazing song choice, song chooser when it comes to music on the field or even music in the stands. Uh, so I asked her like, hey, "Yeah, what do you what do you look into as far as like that, as well as aligning it with Cora or Cora, like just music in general?" <clears throat> she, I don't know, she wild, she wild. This this woman here, 
knows her music. <laughs> she yeah, knows because people music. Zach, people don't know she was a, a all state clarinet. Player. All state clarinet. Yeah, she told me that as well. She told me that like, as well. People like people assume that just because you are at a place that they don't know about or that you don't you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like that's the one thing I can say about my time at Prairie View. The people standing in the front of the band are at the cutting edge of what they do. You have a dance instructor who was an all-state clarinet player, dance professionally, in the business with all these things, and that's resources that make all of us better. You have a and here go hooch snowing move hooch. But, but you <laughs> but you have all these great people, and I, I can only speak for what I know, and I'm sure that exists at so many other programs, you know. So I wish we could just get the priorities in, in the right place, y'all. I'm gonna stop talking because I didn't say it all I need to say. I think hey Rob, hold on right, uh before you say something Rick, right quick. Um hey Rob, I see you down there uh trying to come into the room. You gotta you gotta turn the cam on, you gotta cam up, bro. All right, go ahead. Oh Sean, oh well, anyway, I thought Sean was about to say something. But I, I do want to say this while Zach is in here though. Um I will say that I 100 percent appreciate those who knew who know Rick and decided to say, I disagree, but y'all will not attack this man's character. Like, I, I I really appreciate those who made the decision to do that. And I even appreciate what Zach did, because Zach literally just told a story about how he, he researched Sean and knew about what she did prior to. And I think that's half of the problem. And I'm, and, and I gotta say this, and, and I'm gonna say it right here, you know, live. Rick is my best friend, right? But Aside from that, if Rick wasn't my best friend, we should still be giving Rick his flowers, bro. We should be giving Rick his flowers because he's doing a lot in the community as it relates to music and education. A lot in the community. You should know this man's name. Sean, look, you saying all that, Sean knows some of them conversations me and her had over these years, boy. Jesus Christ. I think the good Lord, I'm still here, better yet. <laughs> better yet, doing what I'm doing. And Zach, yeah, you're going to tell me what you did. What did I say that was so wrong, Zach? Look, Julian, I okay. appreciate you. You know, Be I love before you. We even, before we even get into that, I'm going to give you flowers, man. Uh, for those who do know me, this man right here, well, Mr. Ricardo Brown is the reason I sound the way I sound. Whether you like, whether you like the way I sound or not, that man literally, like, completely changed, flipped my trajectory of music in general. Thanks to Dr. Zach as well, because he the one who gave me a job. But like, uh, for real, like just the actual nits and crits of actual music, like that man teaches it well. Like, and I, I'm a proud student to say that he teaches it well. It ain't like, oh, we just going, oh, we gonna sound pretty and da 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 the whole time. Nah, that man ignorant too. He ignorant, like he ain't gonna say it. Him and his little Smiths brother, you know what I'm saying? They they there, they there. Uh, but that's something that you probably wouldn't understand unless you actually had a conversation. Like him and Doc, they have an open open door policy. Like they're there to have the conversation. It's one thing to just sit there and disagree with somebody. And yeah, you had a disagreement. He probably hurt your feelings. He said some stuff that I dis I personally disagree with as well because I'm in the All Star community. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm. I've, I've marched in my, you know what I'm saying, my city's all-star band home since it started. So I definitely, I'm not going to say I was offended, but I definitely disagreed on some points. But you, to sit here and 
bash that man for what you don't know, like he's more legendary than he even knows it. Like he even knows it, and it's it's it can be set. It can be very disheartening because it's amongst you know what I'm saying. It's amongst us. Like it's amongst us. These these type of conversations shouldn't really be happening. Now, to state what I disagree with, uh, and uh, I think his name Chief. He spoke on it. He spoke on it. If people actually listen to the whole clip, he spoke on it very uh, in depth. Like I'm a proud product and still a, a strong member. Whether you know what I'm saying with all the arguments I had with you and Hop right afterwards uh, of the All Star community, like what it what it brings to that to the areas that is in specifically Houston. You know what I'm saying on the emotional aspect, it's it's unexplainable. You know what I'm saying when I go home, when I went home. Coming from PV, I went home to gunshots going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Gun gunfights going to sleep, or next door neighbor being raided by 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 SWAT, not by twelve, by SWAT. So to be able to get away from all of that just for a couple hours, you know what I'm saying? It did a lot, a lot for me emotionally, did a lot for me mentally, especially like growing up, knowing that the person I grew up with might be dead tomorrow, or the the the, the, the classmate that I probably ignored. It's gonna be on the shirt the next day. Like the opportunity to, as you would say, blow my lungs out was it was a beautiful opportunity. Now there are ways and things that needs to be changed. And I definitely, I definitely know and see that now. You know what I'm saying? Knowing what I know. So uh, you don't agree with so you don't disagree, because I never said I don't agree with the concept of all-star band and all. I said two very specific things. I don't agree with people my age. Being in there with okay. people that are teenagers. Now that that is, that is let me let me put it out there again because all it's going to mm -hmm. do, Zach, is cause confusion. I said two very specific things. I don't agree with people my age participating as participants. They can teach fine. If you want to play your horn, go join an alumni band like the one that PV did versus Southern. That was yeah. great. You know what I'm saying. And then the second part of it is I don't disagree with the concept of All Star and um, those bands. I disagree with the fact that in the midst of doing them, there should be some type of education talking about tuning, into um, articulation, you know, all these musical concepts that makes a band a band, not just appeasing kids because they just want to have fun. That's our Say job Rick. as adults. Go no ahead. Rick. Say, Rick, so a little earlier when, when I hop back, hop back on uh, and I responded back to a question, I literally asked, I said, if any director of bands, of a mass band, if you can come join on and tell us what's your warm-up process, because that's what we care about. Like at, like at the end of the day, I don't think no one is bashing, no, nor anyone is dismissing the social emotional aspect for what band can do. We're not saying that. What we're saying is, as music professional educators, setting your standard is important. And at the end of the day, you cannot lower your standard, even if it's for the aspect of fun. Because once you return, you still have to meet my standard. Again, we're not knocking the social emotional standard, but those bad habits can be learned. And I do appreciate what you said, Zach, when you say some things you realize now because you've honestly come to the light or, or knowledge, you see that some of those habits is not the best. So imagine a young, uh, impressionable teenager who's only been on their horn or a percussion instrument for a month. 
is being taught by a person with bad habits, then they come back to your band program and be like, nah, we did it like this, an all-star band. We did it like this. And you're going to be like, say, bro, this is my band, though. And, and they, they have, have fun doing it. And they yeah. have fun doing it, so it doesn't feel like they got to actually put that extra work in. But then when you're trying to teach them the right way, oh, this feel like work. I ain't trying to do this, man. I want to go have fun. But the other part of that is this, right? We had somebody get on here and say that's why why band directors don't participate is because they want money when they come out. You damn right I want money when I come out. This is our profession. We're not doing this for free. We're not, well, man, you give me a plate. I, I'll teach you how to play a concert, be flat and tune. You know, give me some chicken. Give me some of that Houston barbecue we used to, which was a scud, by the smash. way. Let's, 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 let's talk about Complete that. Complete smash. That Houston, hey, Sean, does Houston yes, barbecue still exist? No, I think closed it, I think. What barbecue? Houston barbecue. Remember we used to get that Houston barbecue? Yeah, exactly, man. But, look at it. Look at her face. Look at her face. <laughs> not too much on my CBO. But, but my right thing is, like, time, right, but that's my point, right? Like, we expect our people to just give away everything. I didn't spend 20 years in, I didn't spend 15 years in school and 20 years trying to build a career to just put all of that aside. Yes, I do pro bono stuff all the time. But at the end of the day, if these organizations matter to you that much, put your money where your mouth is. Become incorporated. Everybody is not a music educator, brother. Remember no, they can get, they can get sponsors. They can right. get sponsors. They can get grants. They can get, you know, get your paperwork. Get your five hundred one c three paperwork together so you yes. can get sponsorships and grants. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but they you don't want that, Sean. Why? Because no. when you do that, you got to hire somebody like Dr. Zachary or somebody like me that's going to come in there and say, "Well, I understand this is about having fun, y'all. We're gonna have fun. I promise you that." Put your horn up and let's just play a concert F. Yeah, and let's figure out the play, the, all that fun in the right spot on the horn so it's actually louder without you having to force. That's what the first conversation yeah. would sound like. Now, so, all right, I need you to blow that hole. And if you ain't blowing it, I need you to blow it some more. And everybody, yeah! Preach, 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 preach. Come on, preach, preach. So, <laughs> So somebody in the comment basically said, uh, it says uh, all stars are volunteers. Why do we need to be about education? Because how how are you how are you improving your community? Quan, hold up, hold up, real quick, real quick, hold up, Quan. I'm not gonna respond to anybody else in the comments. If you got a comment, cam up, period. Because that's what this is for. If you got a comment, cam up. As a matter of fact, Rob, I see you once again. I see you down there. You got to you got to turn the camera on, bro. Uh, I know you want to you want to get in, but you got to turn that camera on. All right. All right. If you want if you got a comment, don't don't even don't even type in the conversation. If you got something to say against what we're saying, cam up and then let's just have the conversation. All right. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, any final thoughts? Because I got to let some more people in. Uh, no, I mean, I got thoughts on other stuff. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to look over at I'm going to hold it. I'm going to look over at Maya, though. I'm going to look at Maya. I hope yeah, you know. let's talk about Sean. We can uh -huh. come back on. We can, uh -huh. can come we back talk, on. Girl. Right, so we can talk about how your band is good in spite of. Uh, but I'll leave it there. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. I said it. She ain't said it. I said it. The guy that used to work there said it. There's but a lot to talk about. We'll so I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to keep y'all here all night. We'll get somebody else time to talk <laughs> All right, Sean. Zach, any any final thoughts, bro? 
the only thing I can say, because that could be a mouthful, uh, the things that y'all are saying uh, are in process, whether y'all know it or not. Uh, I, I can't speak anything because I don't know the legitimacy of it. I'm not in any administration of any of these mass meds, but I do know information that I can't share. Do know these things are in the works for a lot of these mass meds that y'all are speaking on. Uh, all of it, like all of the corn, we can definitely have a conversation about this tuning process and all that with certain mass bands later. Uh, and the 40 old next to the 90 old comment, I definitely get where you're coming from, Rick. To keep story short, long story short, my personal opinion, it feels great to stand next to someone who's great or once was legendary at what I'm trying to do right now. It's an amazing feeling. I had the blessed opportunity to be a part of, and yes, I'm going to bring it up, Prairie View Alumni, man. I had the blessed, even though I technically wasn't supposed to be there, I was a part of the alumni band, and to stand next to people who we looked at as coming in as history, you know what I'm saying, and to, to stay and stand and play and do what they call crank, <laughs> it's, a, it's, an, it's an exhilarating feeling. It's a motivating feeling to even keep going in my own current program. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I, I can, you know what I'm saying? I stood next to da 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 Even though his name ain't, quote, unquote, it's still, it's still an exhilarating feeling. Like it's a definitely an exhilarating feeling. So that's all I have to say on it. Uh, I'm still for all all-star bands. I'm for it, even though I can disagree with a lot of things. I think the concept, I think the progress that's being made as far as, like, musically as well as financially for, towards the community of kids is definitely getting there slow. It's steady, but it's getting there. Hopefully, we can actually get to a common ground because at the end of the day, this should be for the kids and for the kids only. So, yeah, that's all I have. All right, Zach, man. Appreciate you, bro. For sure. You know, oh, yeah. For sure. And and I want to go ahead and say this, too, uh, while I got the opportunity to say it before uh, Rob says his, his piece. A lot of people think that uh, or a lot of people would assume that um, because I agree with a lot of what Rick says that I am where Rick is from. I'm from Houston. I was born and raised on the Southwest. Well, I was born on the North side, but I was, I was raised on the Southwest side of Houston and I came from Willow Ridge high school and I was in high school when all-star band hit in the city. And I will always say, and I will continue to say that my band director, continuously told us y'all are not doing that you will not be a part of this program when you all if you all decide that you want to be a part of that here's the reason why because whatever they're teaching you i don't need you to bring it back to my program i want you to make sure that we are you are getting the lessons that we are getting from this program and that is exactly what he told us period point blank so I don't really even think because uh, I see a lot of people are like, man, the coach is different in the South than it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nah, you know, I think it just really depends on who's in front of your program. Straight up. What that what that that person in front of the program, uh, what they believe in and what their perspective is. So, all right, let's welcome uh, Rob. Rob, what you got, bro? Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thank you, man. It's it's, it's definitely a pleasure. Uh, how, how you guys doing? What's tonight? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? 
I'm smooth. I'm smooth. No complaints. No complaints. Uh, definitely want to say I, I love the show. I'm a, I'm a new finder of the show, I guess. This this madness brought me to the show, so I'm glad <laughs> it happened. Um, of course, now finding you all, I, I, I checked out a couple more shows, and I checked out the actual show. I had to find it. I had to dig a little deep. thought it was like actually the previous one because of the little the intro. But I found this show. <laughs> and, uh, you got a lot and, of content, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely a good show. And I, and I respect you guys' opinions. Um, and, and, and I guess, long story short, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, if, if not all of what you're saying. I think the only thing I disagreed with was maybe the approach, maybe the choice of words, which you acknowledged, you know, and uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So I guess I will uh, start off telling you a little bit about myself, a little background, um, so you can kind of get a little context of, of where I'm coming from. Uh, I'm, my name is Rob, of course. I'm from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Um, I wish Mario was on here because I actually went to Cass. Oh, what up, though? Uh, you did all that. I went to Cass. Uh, you was uh, with Miss Allen, precisely. So, okay, all right. I so you, you, you family, you family. Then, if 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 you went, if you from the D and you was under Miss Allen and you yeah, family, yeah. Right. I, all right, I appreciate cool. it. I appreciate it. Okay, so so yep, did that. I've actually played snare, uh, switched the trumpet my senior year because Miss Allen wanted her drummers to or percussionists to learn a secondary instrument, but I stuck with it. Uh, I ended up. It being more funner to me, went to Jackson State on trumpet. Got my scholarship on snare, though. First day of band camp. I uh, took my trumpet, but the, only the percussion instructor was at auditioning. First day of band camp, I went and had to sign my name on the list. I saw the band director sitting. I said, hey, I got my scholarship on snare, but I really want to play trumpet. The band director, Mr. Hollinger, I believe, he said, I wish one of you more proficient on, son. I just lied and said trumpet. And he said, well, you better play that. So, boom, it was history. Uh, ended up being one of the best ones there, and I wasn't expecting that as a, as a crab and, and switching, but, you know, I, I kind of accelerated fast. Uh, ended up being assistant sex leader in 2011. I crabbed in 09. Ended up being head in 12 and 13. Um, shortly after that, I guess I secured. Y'all put that, y'all, you were in that band that put that hurting on us, huh? I mean, hey, <laughs> it, it, it happened. <laughs> and you know, I, I won't even say it, but long, I, I missed that uh, game. He was he was in the sacked up band. Yeah, and uh, oh my god, you know, uh, you know, Lashante then. Yeah, is he from Virgin Islands? Yeah, that's my daughter. But go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay, small world. I d I used to call her Virgin Islands all the time. That's what's up. Okay, uh, but boom, secured my my bachelor's in uh, computer engineering from Jackson State. Uh, Ended up working in the city, and that's Detroit, of course. And I moved to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, to pursue my master's in AMT. So I went there for a little minute, and there, I one of my frat brothers, he was trying to get the, the North Carolina All Star Band going. He wanted me on staff because I helped out a little bit with Detroit's, you know, while I was in Detroit. Ended up being the head band director of the North Carolina All Star Band. So I know you guys were asking for an All Star Band director to hop on. I'm hopping on. And, and most in my comments are coming from an uh, officer band director's perspective. Uh, boom. Uh, so I had that experience. I was the band director uh, from 17 to 19. Um, and then I just moved to Raleigh for, uh, you know, position, blah, blah, blah. So that's that's kind of the background. And that's that's where I'm coming from. Uh, and uh, where, where would I start? Where would I start? Like I said, I agree. I guess I can address 
my, my first comments, right? I dropped regarding the insecurity. And again, I'm coming from someone who, uh, well, no, no, no. Let me say this first and I'll come back to that and I'll try to keep it short. I'm also coming from the perspective of someone who went to an, and, and was engaging with an all-star band as a high schooler and reaped the benefits. I know how that feels. You know, I, I experienced that. I was able to really go there during my senior year when I played trumpet and take so much back to my band program, Cass, you know, at the time, you know, she got comfortable, blah, blah, blah. But really kind of turn us back up a little bit, put that fire back in the program. So I'll always have a certain respect for all-star programs who, who treat them right. And, and, I think it's important to say that all-star programs should be looked at and treated as real programs. This is not just a fun, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a hobby it is, but this is a real program, especially when you you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with parents, and especially if you're traveling across state lines, you, you gotta be, you gotta have your stuff together. Right. So I, I definitely want to say that. So boom, I, I said that statement because of course I'm not ignorant to, bad habits being learned, being brought back, and how you have to waste time correcting them, right? And, and just getting them back to what your, your philosophy and, and what you what you do in band. But again, from my perspective at CAS in the 08-09 year, Miss Allen was doing the thing, band practice was fun, but going to community band practice was fun, right? And she was like, no, you're not going to that. You know what I'm saying? If she caught us going, because we had to sneak. You, some of you might know how Miss Allen was getting down. We we we, we felt. Oh, I, I already know, bro. That's why. That's why I say you family, because we we know the yeah. stories of Miss Allen. So, but we but I didn't care, right? I I because I, I felt I I just felt it was like it was worth it. You know, of course I saw some stuff. I saw some older cats come in smelling like weed. I saw bottles. In the, in the practice, you know, in the band room. I, I, I saw that. But I was going, thinking I'm a little hot shit on trumpet, trying to scream, and I'm, I'm doing it, and I got 20, 30-year-olds telling me, no, you're not loud, bro. <laughs> no, you need to play this whole phrase. Don't skate. No, and I'm seeing that example. And that example is so important. You know, even if we're not, if if people or, or people, because the course of directors are doing most of the teaching. But the people or the 30-year-olds or the older guys, alumni, really, even if they're just playing, even if they're not directly saying, hey, you need to work on this, you need to do this. Indirectly, they're being that example if they're doing good. Now, of course, that can go negative. Of course. You know what I'm saying? You can be an example of negativity and all the wrong stuff they're doing this morning. But there is the opportunity for them to gain and glean that positive, those positive habits. It is there. Um so yeah, man, come seeing Miss Allen. Of course, she she's protecting her her the integrity of her program. She's protecting she's protecting what she's building. She's protecting all of this stuff. But I could I could sense even at that age, like okay, I feel like you 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 know that we gonna have a little more fun. They doing the stuff that we want to do. You catching us in between classes in the stairway, cranking up. Playing who do I turn to coming in there cussing us out to let's go play our music. How you go crank their music? You would even know our music. But you know that the students is gravitating to that. And, and then kind of seeing where the band world is, has evolved to, and I kind of hate some of the shit that I'm hearing now, especially in SWAT, you know. I would have loved being coming not say that, But not say that out loud, bro. You know, I, you I don't give a damn. Right. I don't give a damn. 
That's all you can. I, do. I don't give a damn because you know because uh, I heard you say you're not about to call people trash no more. No, this uh, this shit needs to be heard. <laughs> Real opinions need to be heard because it's a lot of bullshit in the game. It's a lot of. Well, no, I, I, it's not that know? I'm not going to say something's not good. It's just that my thing is this, right? If you don't mind, me, if you don't mind me jumping in, bro, and I'll let you finish what you had to say. Like m- with me, man, there has to be boundaries to how we treat. Like we make our kids grow up so fast. You were Thank in high you. school. You were, we you. were in high school watching adults drink, smoke, have a good old time. You're a child. I agree. <laughs> right? Like, I agree. like that, that's, I agree. That's, that's my issue, bro, is that while I understand what the positive things and the nature of these ensembles, if you look at them in their purest form, I get yeah. it. You know, like, and I think you understand. I've said it a bunch of times, right? But here's my issue, bro. That, and then on the other side of that, you said the old head was in there and he was telling you, uh, they ain't it, young fella. You're going to have to play the whole phrase. Here's how I would have made that correction to you. Hey, Rob, they ain't it, young fella. You you need to play the whole phrase. Here's how you do that. To scream, the airstream has to be different than the valve shape that you play in the midst of the horn because it's a different color of air that it takes to play in the upper. Re- That's what that would have sounded like, bro. That's teaching. And I wouldn't well, have been beside you. Saying, Go ahead, bro. I would say that that happens, though. You yep. know, I'm not saying that it happens everywhere. Right. But then on the flip side, we can't act like it doesn't happen everywhere. You know yeah, yeah. None of my statements you are know? blanket statements. Right? I know. And I know. And that's, of course, people right. not watching the whole video. And, and that's something, you know, it's something, they sounded so general. You know, they sounded so blanket, you know, but I know that they weren't. But to that point, man. I, I did they, that. That did happen. Maybe not in that instance, right? But I'm seeing the example. I'm seeing them blow the whole phrase. So I'm seeing that. Okay, I need it's levels to this. I need to kind of step it up. But then outside of practice or before or after, we're having sectionals like like a real band program because and that's where the magic happens. And we're getting that knowledge. You know, one of the guys, one of my best friends now that I came in contact with during that time was Deontay Kennedy. You guys might know him. Right. Band director at Craig, my high school in Memphis, Tennessee, and band director of Michigan Elite. Now, I met him at that young age. You know, at that young age, he's probably he went to school and came back. Blah, blah. He can tell you all his story. But he's passing out arrangements. He's running rehearsals like this. And that's what I want to say, too. I'll never forget. And I want to get on my uh, we can wrap that up. We, We know where I'm going with that block. I want to uh, get on my the warm-up process. I think what's the name asked about the warm-up process? Because, of course, as a band director, why don't you want to know about this? And then I will also say, like, I would, as a band director, go come to rehearsals. You're, you're welcome to come. Band directors used to come. Come and see what we're doing so you can you know, do your due diligence so you can see if this is an environment you want your kids to, to, to participate in. But when I saw the Detroit International Community Band when I was in high school, that, that's where I was going. All I saw them when they would come to performances, they cranking up, turn to, they playing real song, they playing blah, 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 just got paid, they playing something. So I'm thinking when I come to practice, we about to crank up. What's up? I'm ready. You know, I do my little warm up. No, we getting in there, we're warming up, we have a corral. I'm like, oh shit, they got music, they got corrals. Okay, we, we're doing lip slurp. Oh, okay, this is something. We did, we do all that, we warm up, and then we crank up turn two. And then we working on music. Then we have a rehearsal. We're working on like real rehearsal is happening, right? So then I'll take you to my, my warm-up process. Kind of the same thing, right? So I went to Jackson State, and of course, I'm kind of incorporating that. 
what we did was okay, we got a little corral, we're playing something, blah, blah, blah. But the essentials, we're doing long tones. We're doing uh, lip slurs. How we did them at Jackson State and how I did them at uh, North Carolina was I'll call a random person and you do a lip slur, like the first two vowels, right? Four, four counts. Then the whole band does that, the whole lip slur, all the way down. We go all the way back up. I call, and of course, I'm calling high schoolers. <laughs> I'm calling some college people because sometimes you got to expose some people, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm most of the times I'm calling them and putting them on the spot because this is what it's about, right? We playing scales, staccato up, legato down. I'm probably doing about eight of them, but we working up because I know everybody doesn't know them. So I have to kind of teach scales. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we're doing part of the chromatic scale, and then we doing playing another corral, and then we're getting into rehearsal. And we're working on music, like, because this is a regular program. You know what I'm saying? And he, But like I said, the leadership is so important, you know, but I don't want y'all to be, you know, since I'm kind of in that circuit, I'm not in and out because I, you know, work whatever life. But since I know that that game and that perspective, a lot of these guys are running these programs like this. They're these young guys, you know, some somebody mentioned, you know, why, why aren't these, why isn't accepted by, you know, the, the band directors? You know, one, I do say it's insecurity, but of course it is bad habits. But two, <laughs> some in some cities, band directors have tried and they weren't successful. You know what I'm saying? And then one, I get it. Band directors are, y'all, it's their life, like somebody said. You're doing it all day. You know what I'm saying? So you want your summer break. You got a family. You don't want to do this in the summer, but you still can help contribute or whatever. But a lot of them, like I was saying in Detroit, for example, Miss Allen, Mr. some directors tried to do something, make a little conglomerate, blah, blah, blah. We had some rehearsals, but it, <clears throat> it didn't pan out. It took the, the young generation, the kids who was like 23, 24, 25, who kind of knew this culture and this was had to fire. And we made it happen. Same thing. Let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Jim. I just wanted to say this, you know, um, here, here's I, I don't disagree with nothing you said or, or, or you know, but there's one thing I was thinking about when you were talking the whole time, right? Like, I don't know a bad musician from the D. So <laughs> when I think about that, like, if I think about, you know, people who came from King, people mm -hmm. who came from Cass, people who came from Osborne, like, they could play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they were getting fundamentals in their high schools. They were getting yeah. fundamentals. So I think that the, the, the thing, the argument that you're having is a valid argument, but your your argument is valid because 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 of the fact that I know people from the D who have who had musical knowledge when I met them. That means that they were getting some good instruction prior to, which means that those people prior to were the people in front of those mass bands. You know what I'm saying? So they were getting that good instruction, you know, in those mass bands based on the education that they were already receiving. My thing, I think a lot of the situations is the fact that a lot of people aren't really necessarily like that. The 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 massive amount of major, majority of the people who are getting that kind of tutelage. I, I was just talking to Rick the other day when he was when we were talking about the Virginia mass bands on uh, that Virginia mass band that they tried to put together. Virginia is not going to have them coming in and trying to blow that hole because that's not a culture that we in Virginia, and I ain't from Virginia, but I went to school there. Yeah. So that's not a culture in which they are going to allow to happen based on the fact that there is quality teaching and there are some concepts going on in there that they're there. If it's not, if it's not going to be on that caliber, they're not, they're not just going to have it, mm -hmm. you know? So 
that's why I agree with what you're saying, but I also know the culture as far as musicality as it comes from Detroit. So I'll kind of say this. I'll kind of say this pointing to the uh <laughs> I just saw her screen name. That, that was hilarious to me. But uh to that point, I, maybe that's, that's not the culture because I had to kind of, I went through that here in North Carolina. What we did is not North Carolina AT, you know, it's not what they're getting in the state. But the reality is it's what a lot of what these kids really want to do. But, it, but, but the the but Rob, my, my point is this, bro. From 1999 to 2004, I participated in All Star Band. Okay. My All Star my All Star Band was called DCI, right? Okay. So you actually had to go audition. You had to be an amazing musician, and you had to you know you had to put up you know to be a part of that. Yeah, I look at it from that same standpoint. The only difference I see between the two, I would like to see between the two, is that one is majority black, our people, you know, doing better for our people and all, all these things, and the other one is, you know, is not majority black. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with anything you said, bro. Not one thing. I don't, I don't think I disagree with anything you said. My only, and I just, I, I want to continue to hammer this home because I guess everybody just wants to disagree with me, but. Mm -hmm. My only issue is quality. What you did yeah. with your group, what you did with your group, that's amazing, bro. The fact that the matter is your group is not getting the exposure on YouTube and all these other places that some of these more larger, you know, well, more well-recognized groups are. So I would love to see your group participating in one of those battles. You know, hopefully, excuse me, I'm sorry. You can get the funding to be able to go to one of those battles and stuff like yeah. that. But at the end of the day, as black people, that's man, my my whole purpose, bro, for even wanting to do this show was to improve the experience of people that look like me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And what we get. I'm tired of what we get being considered to be less than. Bro, it's been so many conversations when I was teaching at Purview where we would have conversations with people in the city of Houston and they would tell us how the city of Houston would throw our students resumes away. They wouldn't even consider them. They wouldn't even consider them for jobs because they went to Prairie View. So that's what sparked my mind. Like, okay, I need to try to do something. So I, I made sure I built my curriculum because I taught the band director class at Prairie View. So I made sure I built the, the curriculum around making sure that every experience I had as a band director, they were at least exposed to. Secondly, I made sure that I was out advocating for my students. That's the exact same thing I'm doing here, bro. That's, that's literally the exact same thing I'm doing here, except I'm doing it from my standpoint. I'm not just going to believe, just going to ride with people because they told me I'm supposed to because I'm black, right? I'm not just going to accept something just because, you know, it's the popular thing to do. I'm just not. I'm going to keep that standard I have for myself that's up here, the same way your standard is up here. I know yeah. Crystal's standard is up here. She in Chicago right now trying to get better at her craft. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I think, bro, that kids sitting in the band room with adults make, uh, drinking and smoking weed, I think that's inappropriate. I think it that, is. It is. Right. I think I that think when you come to an all-star band, it should be what the, the title is, all-star, which means that that's the all-stars of a group learning and growing together while also having that community and that family that that group brings, like you said. So 
Like no, I said, I can't no, that point. Anymore. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Of course, of course. Hey, uh, like uh, said, hey, before, you, before you go. Hey, uh, only do you see me get in? Yeah, I was like, I was about to fall asleep. <laughs> right. She wants us to be turned up. We we uh, we 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 agree, man. We tell it. We 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 dialogue. Yeah. Uh so Rob, any final thoughts? And then let's get Krista going. Final thoughts, man. Um okay, I have a couple. I, I guess. I first want to say that I agree. Like this should be looked at like DCI. This is as far as what we're doing. You know, it should it should be quality. That that's and then what we're a lot of what we're doing unfortunately isn't isn't quality. But a lot of groups are not working with a lot of resources, and a lot of groups are not working with the best pool of students. You know, so a lot of these people are just it's it's a miracle what what they're presenting. You know, that doesn't say that the standard doesn't need to be high. You know, but I do want to acknowledge that fact. But I agree. But then at the same point, this is not DCI. You know, cats are paying to do that. That standard is high. If you don't want to do it, get your ass on because somebody will be here just to sleep on the fucking gym floor. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that same. I wish we could create it. I wish we could. But um, not even unfortunately, it's extracurricular over here. Same over there, but it's more of a commitment. Here is extracurricular. I still have standards. I still had a practice schedule. I still do that, the event. But I can't demand nobody to come to practice. You're grown. You have a life. You have kids. You know what I'm saying? So the circumstances are different. But to put to try that short, I agree. It should definitely be quality. And I wish it was. I wish we did treat it like DCI. I wish we did kind of really compete. But people are talking about it. People have been talking about it, especially these all-star directors. It just hasn't happened yet. One other thought I will I will want to say before I leave is this is a hobby man this is a hobby people love to do this this is a sport for some you know like like some people love basketball they feel like they're a sport analyst but they never hooped and then they like but they might know a lot about the game you know what I'm saying it's the same group of or same type of people over here I don't, I don't know the population but you get what I'm saying um and also like you said, you're giving it, you're looking at it from your perspective and you're also looking at it from your lens. Cause like you said, for you, this is not a hobby. This is a job. You feel me? But for some other people, this is a hobby. This is not a job. You know what I'm saying? So, Hey, for a few weeks, for a couple months, I just want to come and do this real quick. Hey, I actually do miss cranking up after college. I wish I could do something after college. Did you hear the um, did you hear the part I was talking about with the alumni bands, bro? Did you um as far as keeping them separate? Yeah. I, I don't mind that. And I know it was kind of that for you know at some point in time in some cities, blah, blah, blah. But and and I I'm I don't have nothing against that, but I'm a fan of keeping them together. One, because I'm a product of that, and I know the benefits, man. It's it's some negatives, but I don't think they outweigh the positive. They definitely keep you muted yourself, bro. You muted yourself. Do you? No, you muted again. Go. Hopefully, hey, I'm good now. You good? But but right. I don't. I just want to say I don't. We we have to not ignore the positives. I know what it's like to be a high schooler and just get that experience rubbing shoulders with these older cats. Just how that feels. I, I want to. What? I wish I could crank up with so many good people. You know what I'm saying? Just how that feels to a, a young student. So there are negatives. You you might see that. But as a band director and a lot of band directors are like this, don't come in here smelling like this. I'm turning I'm, you turn it around. Don't come in here having all that. We're not allowing that. 
Don't come in here and be fraternizing with young kids, blah, blah, blah. You ain't over there teaching them something and get, get going. You know what I'm saying? That is happening. You know what I'm saying? Because people are treating these like real programs, and I don't want that to be ignored. Uh, but, yeah, man, this is a hobby. And, uh, you know, just like soccer leagues, softball leagues, I don't think we should look at it like, you know, people ain't doing shit with their life. But like you said, you were talking to a specific group of people, you know, blah, blah, blah. And if you offended a hit dog, we'll holler. But let's not ignore that all the people that aren't those group of people, you know, they exist. And we no, just yeah, and you, you're you absolutely right, bro. That's why I made sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I, lo- I appreciate the opportunity. I love the show. I'm going to definitely be tuning in regularly now. Uh, keep doing your thing, man. Tabitha Brown. And I appreciate it. I love your name. <laughs> appreciate the support, bro. For sure. That'll be smooth. Hey, All Crystal. right, Crystal. I almost went to bed, y'all. I'm 40. Night yeah, well, first of all, um, I'm like an hour off, so I'm trying right. to... Yeah, I'm sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> like, it's a different time in my brain. All right. So, boom, I'm stealing these words from, from, from one of my frat bros. Um, You can have positive intent with something and still do it wrong. And I think that's what we miss. And And somebody's going to and before someone argues, what do you mean is wrong? I'm not going to come up here and say that community bands are wrong because I perform in a community band. I was, I've been in a community band that was marching band, crank up. And I've been and I'm in a community band that is, you know, the retirement home for people who were classically trained. Um, I want to bring it up. The difference is in regulation. Everybody always brings up the word fun. But nobody brings up the words that keep you out of um, jail, regulation, accountability. And I don't care what organization is and how much fun you have in it, where there's no accountability or no regulation, you run the risk of that programming turning into something dangerous. And we all know that Um, um, brother brought up soccer. Yeah, but soccer has rules. As fun as it is. Soccer has rules. Basketball has rules. Even if you play street ball, you can't be on the court just doing anything. There's still unwritten rules to playing street ball. So when people say, well, this is just fun, um, I think why educators come at it so hard is because our whole livelihood revolves around if you don't follow a rule or regulation, that's the end of your career. And I'm going to speak a little bit from experience. Used to run, help run a community band. Um, uh, and I know somebody gonna say, y'all in DMV, y'all know what y'all talking about. Nah, we ran one that was successful in a sense that if this was a market catering to people cranking up, getting together, having fun doing it, it was successful. The band traveled, we went to Atlanta, you know, and people was like, y'all from Baltimore? And it was, and it was a couple different HBCUs represented. And we br- started bringing in young kids high schoolers, you know, to to show them the culture that they quote unquote might not get until college here. Because to say that there's no band culture someone somewhere sometimes is not that it's not entirely true. It just may not be the type of band that you are used to. Um I've said it before, core style reigns supreme where I'm from. They have a whole circuit that's com- competitive. That's not a lack of culture. It's just not the culture that you identify with. So I'm gonna set that straight. Um, what you're saying, be specific when you say there's no culture, because every school in my district has a band. 
starting sixth grade all the way to 12th grade. And there ain't too many all black districts that can say band exists from sixth grade to 12th grade. That's my little rant. But, but, but Chris, you know what's crazy though, Chris? They think because we marched in the MEAC, we don't know what we're talking about. Like I heard, I saw that so many times. Oh, you just don't understand the culture. I marched in Norfolk State Band. You marched in Morgan State's band. We marched in the same type of HBCU that y'all marched in. The only difference is location. But my thing is this: like, Krista, you're at Midwest. One you of ain't these, got no swag right? One of these uh, retirement home bands that you were talking about is about to tear the house down at Midwest. The Dallas Winds. They about to knock the house down. They're, they're premiering a piece by Frank Tekeli. They're about to play Come Sunday by Omar Thomas, which I just did on my recital. Like, that group, but what is the difference there? There is a standard. And that's what I've been saying this whole time. Everybody just wants you know, You know, Rick, I stopped, I stopped getting in an argument about a standard a long time ago. Yeah. Because when you talk about standards, you're talking about really people's preference. People use that word standard um, incorrectly. Standard in most cases, they're really saying preference. I prefer this. Um, and sometimes what we decide preference means that something else is wrong. I didn't get what you said as meaning something is wrong. I think um, I'll say worded maybe not in the best way. And I can say that to you because, you know, you're a brother and I love you. And, and, and we both we both doing essentially the same thing, trying to bring awareness um, to something that has in some cases, died. I don't care what kind of band it is. You go across the country, you come to Chicago on the wrong side of the um, tracks, quote unquote, there are no more bands. Don't matter what kind of kazoo band, it don't exist. So anybody trying to put some horns in some kids' hands that look like me, they're for the culture, period. So stop using that word for the culture if you don't mean that for everything. If you just talking about your preference, you don't really mean culture, you just mean your preference. Um, but, but I, I agree. I agree. I agree with you, Chris, on that. But like standard, yes, yeah, standard is is can be considered preference. But there's a difference between preference and what makes music music, right? So regulation, right? You click on one of those videos, any video. I'm not going to call out any particular group. I'm happy that these kids want to do what we do, right? But you click on one of those videos. Standards is if a student's going to play their horn then make sure that, that you at least spend some time tuning so there because tuning actually makes you louder. When the overtone series speaks correctly, it will make your band louder, but we're not having those conversations. That's a standard. Well, we, in this room, you're going to be able to play a, con I'm going to at least teach you how to play a concert F straight up and down on a tuning. That's a so, standard we're talking about. So, so here's a truth that people don't want to admit to themselves. Instead of trying to defend stuff, sometimes, sometimes the answer is you just don't want to do that. And, and that's just, I mean, if somebody say, why don't you do this, 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 and this, and I start giving a whole bunch of reasons why I don't do it, but really deep down inside, I just don't feel like taking the time to it. A lot of people have said that this is the fun thing to do, and I completely get it. But here's why it's dangerous to use that as your excuse to do whatever you want to do. Because the world, as it relate, the world in general has regulations and rules, and you're fine. At the end of the day, if it breaks a regulation or rule, you can't go in the court of law with like, I was just having fun. Now, how many people have killed somebody because they were just having fun? How many people been hurt just having fun? Um, you, you, you can end up messing up somebody's life because your standard of fun and their standard of fun don't match up. 
and your standard fund might err on the line of you about to go to jail. Educators have to take classes to know what that is. I, I'm telling y'all, pet peeve, when somebody try to argue with me like, no, your principal can't tell you what to do. You dumb. You hold dumb. That's like saying your boss can't tell you what to do. You're right. They, they can. You can choose not to listen, but just know that that consequence might be you don't have no job there because you signed up for the rules and regulations, whether you voluntarily did it or just by the societal norms behind it. When you interrupt, you interrupt when you bring kids into something, you're not signing up by your standard of operation. You're signing up to the standard operation by whatever governs you. And that's the law. So I don't care if you having fun. Um, all it takes is one complaint. Only you have to be something true. It just takes a complaint. We ran a positive organization until kids were brought in and adults wanted to steal adult around kids. And even worse, when adults wanted adult with kids. And it ruined the potential of all those things that some people said. And you say, well, yeah, I just look past it. But as a mother, I ain't gonna look past you looking at some little dancer girl, you know, who's half your age. I won't look past that. And if some of people, the some of the people who complain and or you know have something to say, you wouldn't look past it if it was your own. Stop lying. You lying to yourself. If it was your daughter, if it was your nephew, your niece, you wouldn't look past it. Not unless you don't have any standards. Not unless you have no standard. So when we talk about, well, this is just fun, um, that's a dangerous world word to use as a defense. Because we know that if fun turns into somebody hurt. They're going to come for everybody. I've seen whole music departments get cut. The choir director at a school about a mile away from my home got fired because the band director took the kids on a trip, field trip with no permission slip. The choir director, what the hell he got to do with anything? And people are like, no, nah, that don't happen. Yeah, y'all don't read enough law books. If you, if you want proof, I'll, I'll take it to the court of law. I'll give you a book and some quotes and some cases. And you'd be like, what the hell? Because that's how I felt when I had to study. I was like, what? You could get fired for that? So community bands, they could bring a whole lot to a community. They could bring a whole lot of positive change to a community. I'm raising my hand because I've seen it happen with kids. But all it takes is one person who doesn't align with something or one person who doesn't operate under the same standard and um, procedures that you do, that the whole thing goes down. And but at the end of the day, kids get hurt. But let now, me this is just kids. Well, let me it's let me ones who deal with minors. Let me let me ask you a question, Crystal, because I'm I'm looking at a couple of people have had questions and it's, it's pretty valid. But I want to ask you, uh, Rick, go ahead and ask the question, and then Crystal respond, and then we got to start getting ready to shut down. Oh, so there's gotcha. this, there's this whole thing talking you know, about. Just when I see you, I'm, I'm gonna get to right. who sets the standard, right? Who sets that standard for us? The standard is set by who is ever in front of the group, but that doesn't negate from the fact that musical concepts are what they are. So I'm going to give you a prime example. Um, when Fam put that video up of them playing Young and the Restless under the stands, whether you went to Southern, Jackson, Norfolk State, Morgan State, if you're a good musician, you can listen to that and say, that sounds damn good. The best part of that video to me was when the Woodwinds did their initial entrance. Because it was together and it was in tune. And I love hearing woodwinds and band. I don't know why that's become taboo in this day and age. But 
Um, that was the best part of the piece for me was hearing those woodwinds enter perfectly together on the right with a perfect pitch. That is a standard. That is the that is a musical standard. That is what a standard is, everybody. I'm Krista, I would love to hear your reply to that, but facts don't change just because you prefer something, right? A concert F is gonna always be a concert F. Being able to play a, a B flat chord, right? And making sure in that B flat chord, you bring the D down 14 cents to make sure that the chord is in tune and raise the fifth by only two. That doesn't change if you do just intonation. If you do uh, equal temperament, play every note straight up. And that does not change just because you choose to crank it up outside or you choose to play like Morgan and Norfolk State and those bands who try to play with a different characteristic of sound. So I would love to hear you res respond to that because I, I agree with you, but I think that to me, there is a big difference between what you said about uh, preference and standard because you don't change the facts that the way you create music is the way it's always being created. So I'm, I'm just wondering if you could reply to that. The challenging part to me when it comes to a standard is it is in the it is in the eye of the beholder. And as long as something is up for interpretation, it can never be considered a concrete. And here's here's my here's my example. I play clarinet. Um, there are two schools of thought with clarinet playing, even on a classical realm. There's this come here, listen to me play sound that they like this tiny sound that says, you know, this is well-rounded and um, light and delicate. I don't play like that. I want you to know that this is my distinct sound because I'm an individual and um, my anatomy is different. My lip size is different. And I think the reason why some of us push back on that word standard is because for a long time, the standard was dictated by people who didn't look like us. And so often when we hear that word standard, we go, white people made it. And that's sometimes, um, and you you touched on it, I'm going I'm to I'm touch on it a little bit more. That comes from not understanding that often the standards that we reject were stolen from us. Um. Often the standards that we reject were actually our own standards taken from us. And because there's turmoil behind it or we don't we don't study to show thyself approved or we don't um, learn our history, we in turn demonize something we created. Like I look at jazz. Jazz was ours. American music, the sound of American music from pop to rock and roll to even hip hop, which was, you know, looked down upon was ours. Every time we create something and it's taken from us or we give it away because sometimes we just give it away. We don't polish something that we create because for whatever reason, we don't value, we don't see the value in it sometimes. And then when someone else starts doing it, we mislabel it. We say that that's white people stuff where we don't know that someone who looked like us is who came up with tonal harmony, period. The American sound is a black sound. We need to even stop calling it American music because it's really just music from the diaspora. But but you'd have to know that. And so because it gets left to that interpretation that this is something white, this is something that we don't do, then we abandon it. And even worse, we ostracize it because we don't know that it's really our own. That's one. Um, the other thing with interpretation because there's so much variation in it, we'll never agree. Just I, I came to that conclusion even classically. I never agree with some people who have some degrees about their sound concept. 
about the, what they believe balance is, what they believe is proper phrasing. But I do know we have genres and genres have genres become genres or if you don't, you don't know what the word mean, you know, it's okay. Genre is just a type of style of music that has consistent form. Marching band in the traditional sense has its own genre. We, we, we articulate more aggressively. We cut things short. We phrase things shorter. And that's okay. But we don't even study our own genre enough to know what the standard is for it. And so when someone does something that we consider from someone else's culture, then we mislabel it. A lot of things that we're, we're just mislabeling what it is because we don't really know ourselves. And it's okay not to know, but it's not okay to be ignorant and say that somebody else is wrong because you don't know. Um, I'll invite anybody to a table and say, hey, you know, you're not wrong. You know, this this thing actually comes from Africa and this and there's evidence of it. Um, however, how we're using it is a bastardized version of it. I, I mean, I'll yeah, I mean, we, we can definitely have the, the conversation about Western music. And that you know, I I, I yeah, completely different show. <laughs> right, but I think that at the end of, at the end of the day, I, we are saying the same thing. You have to have standards for both us as a people and both us as as educators and as musicians. I sure I was practicing today because it's important that as a as a as a person that is teaching this craft, I think it's important you stay in the craft. You know, doing what you're doing. You know, I'm not able to make it to TMEA because my birthday is this weekend. But no, um, no. you come I mean, to TMEA, you ain't making right, me and Wes. I'm not there, you, but I will be at TMEA. You come, and Chris. You got to come down to TMEA too. But, I know, I know. I finally have a job where they let me out the building long enough to, you know, try to improve myself. Um, there was two questions I wanted to address that was in the chat. I, I, I'm one of those people, you know, as a teacher, I always look at the comments in the Zoom session. Um, uh, one. Yeah, if brass band can bend rules, can the culture bend the rules? Um, culture, first of all, culture is not stagnant. So the answer really is yes. Yeah, culture, new cultures get developed off of bending, breaking rules, and adding to it. Absolutely. But there's still, you can still trace it back to something. And some of the things that we have, we can't trace it to anything because we don't even know where the hell it came from. Um and then there was something else. It was another question. Oh, I can't even remember. Um, all right, I see the love in the chat. That's all I got to say. Um, it's past my bedtime. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, enjoy and, that and, concert. Tell me how it was when you hear it. Oh, listen, I, I'm I'm enjoy I enjoy all kinds of music. Um, but I study a lot of music too. Some of y'all just need to study this, show thyself approved, but that's a whole nother rant. I'm gonna shut up. No, no, Krista, you need to say it. No, 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 say it, no, no, I'm not. No. I'm not gonna keep going, Julian. Relax. Oh. I'm just saying, Krista. Yeah, Krista. Right, you need to on. say it because when I say it, I'm. I don't. I ain't deliver it right. All that. Now I know how some people feel. You can't just be direct with people. You gotta. You gotta make them feel good about. It. You ain't said one thing that I don't, don't agree with or haven't said in the past. But I think you it just comes better with. My with husband said I've learned. I, I have Baltimore tax. accent. That's what it is. No, yeah. no. First of all, I ain't even from Baltimore. She, she was able to do it right the way she. I think did I do it? That's how you do right. Do do do. do. <laughs> yeah, she did it the right way though. That's what it was. You 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 a little too rough around the edges, bro. I guess, man. But I, I yeah. care about my people, and I want to see us be better. So that's all. I know. 
All right, Crystal, man, we appreciate you. You go ahead and get that rest and, and enjoy that that amazing Midwest that I've never been to. It's your first one, right? This is my first one. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm gonna be like you one of these days. I, I'm. I'm gonna get there one. Of Don't these be days. like me. Apparently, I'm. I'm staying in the Waldorf Astoria. That's what my friend said. Oh well, that's a great thing. I want to be like you then. I don't know. She I don't know. My like right. She got a ten thousand dollar robe on. You know, she, she didn't open up the cabinet, ate, drank that forty dollar bottle full of water. She didn't get it all. I do have a carrying in my room. I'm real happy about that. Look at that. Look at that. You got them blessings. Yep. Highly blessed, highly favored. <laughs> Thanks for letting me on, good Pete. Oh, anytime. You know your family over here. <laughs> all right, man. So uh we didn't are we doing now nah, are we doing at the party? Probably not. Hell no. Rick said hell no. But tight. uh absolutely tight. But Quan and Rick, um, I'm gonna need you to stay around real quick uh, after we get off. But uh I do want to say I saw uh Justin, I saw you in there, man, um from Smash Time. I know you didn't you didn't got on dang there like every show for the last three three weeks man we didn't get a chance to get you in there but uh we i'm uh, sorry about that man it, it went a lot longer than you know i thought it was but it's all good man I, I i will i will well no let me go ahead and do all the other stuff and then we'll come back around and and um close out all right so if he's still in here let's go ahead and get all these joints going in all right here we go all seasoning to fully accentuate the natural flavors of every food by providing simple West Indian fusion spice blends that expand the palate and encourage all to cook. Switch to a Little Love seasoning where they provide you with seasonings such as jerk, all-purpose, spicy garlic, all jobo, lemon pepper, and more. Remember, food tastes better when it's made with a little love. If you want to go ahead and pick that up, uh, I'm going to drop that link in the comments section. Uh, we got these holidays coming up, so please make sure you pick up a little love seasoning exclusive hbcu is more than just your typical subscription box service as a company their mission is to highlight and collaborate with other hbcu entrepreneurs extend scholarships to current and future hbcu scholars go to exclusivehbcu.com to pick up your hoodies t-shirts lettermans jerseys and more exclusively hbcu made for you and your hbcu Unmatched Custom Apparel specializes in one-of-a-kind, upcycled, and brand-new garment. They service women, men, and children who desire unique apparel that will make you stand out. They have brand-new apparel, but they also specialize in upcycling, which is when they repurpose gently used items. Go to unmatchedcustomapparel.com. Your journey is unmatched. Express it, wear it, own it. All right. Got those out the way. Yay. So yeah, man, y'all can definitely drop by any one of those places. Um, I see, I see, yeah. I know you'll come through Justin, man. You, 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 you know, I appreciate the support. Um, but yeah, man, make sure you guys go by one of those places and pick up one of those uh, products exclusive, exclusively HBCU, uh, all purpose seasoning or unmatched custom apparel. All right, let's get ready to close it out and shut it down. Ain't no um I gotta talk to you about that, Tyler. Matter of fact, text me. Um but ain't no after party tonight. We we shutting it down because we, we went a little late on this one, bro. Uh, so final thoughts. I'm gonna get these. Let's go ahead and get these final thoughts out, Quan. He getting that bob. Uh, he getting that bob. That's what he is. 
Hey man, great great show, man. That's cool. Uh, great show. Uh, at the end of the day, man, continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to be the best people that you can be. And at the end of the day, all what you do should be for the next generation. Leave your legacy, man, in a positive manner. That's all I got. Why well, he gets that B.O.B.? Uh, Rick, what you got, bro? We got to allow our kids to be kids. We can sit up here. We can act like a lot of the things that happened to us growing up and that's happening to our kids now is okay, but it's not. Black kids have to deal with enough as it is. And, st- and be- having to grow up at an early age shouldn't be one of them. Allow your kids to be kids. Everything I say and do on this show is for the betterment of my people. Everybody that truly knows me, you know, some of y'all think you know me because you've seen me on here. The people that truly know me know my character and they know what I stand for. I've been about excellence my whole life, but I've also been about the uplift of the black community my whole life. That's why I joined a black fraternity. That's why I became an educator. Like that's, that's who I am. So disagree with me. Cool. Uh, Not liking what I'm saying. Cool. But don't question my integrity and my commitment to my people because you won't win that argument. All right. I just, I really felt the need to say that, man. But, you know, on top of that, man, like, you know, just, you know, let's let's be better to one another. Let's be a better community. Let's stop waiting for somebody else to do something for our community that we can do for ourselves. We can be better. But in order to be better, you have, an, have to have an expectation to want to be better. You know, you disagree with me. Cool. Let's talk about it. But at the end of the day, we are in this together. We are black and we want to see our community move forward. And I will continue to do that. And I will continue to think with my own mind. And I hope those of you that are watching and continue to watch us will do the same thing. Have a good night. Oh, Moonchild's new album is going to be legit. Moonchild's new album, that track they got with Alex Osley. Go check it out, y'all. That thing is crazy. Like, go check it out. So have a good night, my people. Um, and, And let's just keep supporting each other. Um, what I'm going to say is I definitely agree with Rick 100%. Uh, just remember, man, we don't all exist in the echo chamber. We don't always, uh, agree and move in the same direction. We all have different thoughts. We all have different, different things that we appreciate, man. But that doesn't mean that we have to down one another, belittle one another just because we don't agree. All right. And, and especially if you really don't know a person's background, like search this man, search Quan, search me. You know, we we have we have credentials to be able to say, you know, or at least speak our piece on a lot of things, you know. So let's not do that, you know. And and Robin, Robin knows me and Rick personally, and Robin is is like the queen of the of the band of the band podcast. She be a crucial conflict. She be everywhere, man. So if you don't know, just ask Robin. She will tell you. you know? Or if you don't know, you, just look up right. Right. Look up North State Dizzy Act anytime between uh 2000 and 2002. Absolutely. And if and, you want to hear yeah. our work will speak for ourselves. That's it. You know, I mean, we just gonna keep it a hundred. Um, but no, I, I do appreciate everybody who did come through, man. I saw a lot of different people in here. If you didn't get a chance to get in, my bad. We were trying to get everybody through. If you got a lot to say and you had a lot to say on 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 all of those different places, man, hey. You had your opportunity to talk as much as you needed to and come in here and have the conversation. And if you chose not to do that, then just 
don't say nothing, man. Because I, hey, I just and look, look, Julia. Not only that, we were willing to have a, a civilized conversation, y'all. This ain't gonna be no. I, you know, I know like a lot of groups like to do the talk trash and stuff. That ain't us. We grown. All right, we yeah. want to actually have com- conversations that are gonna move our community forward, not just to give people some talking points on Facebook. But y'all come on Monday. Thank you, Mama Luke. I love you. Y'all come check us out. Uh, Come check me out on Monday, y'all. Wish me a happy birthday, man. I'm turning 39 on Monday, so I'm getting up there. All right, so I wish you a a happy birthday. A little young fellow. We still young. Dang, I I didn't know you since you was 20. Uh, But no, man, uh, once again, man, I appreciate everybody for coming through, holding us down, check us out. Come through next week, every Wednesday, 7.15. Also, man, please make sure that you go ahead and hit that like button, man. It doesn't make any sense. I see 34 people in here, and I only only got three likes, man. That's not what's up. See, that goes back to supporting the community. It ain't nothing to hit a like button. It's absolutely free. Y'all go to Mass Band for free, but then you can't hit a like button for free, and that don't take much. All right. See, now to say a mass band, somebody about to get hot. Oh, you can't talk about the mass band being for free. No, it ain't the same. You can't, can't talk about mass band and you can't talk about band guy. You can call everybody right? else in the world terrible, <laughs> but those two things stay away from it. Stay away, completely away. Click a like button. It's free, man. And it is it is supporting. It is supporting our people. Come on, man. Click a like button. Go ahead and go over there to subscribe. Also, I want to say this right now. Uh, I know Crucial Conflict hit me up and he said uh, they said that they were going to actually talk about the mass band topic as well on their show so i'm going to try to slide through tomorrow on a crucial conflict show as well to just kind of be there as a representative for the show i don't know if rick and kwan can make it but um i definitely want to be there as a representative also that's another thing man i had never heard a crucial conflict before i started doing the show there are a lot of other shows i had heard about it, but i hadn't heard a crucial conflict you know what i did it was soon as they came in here, as soon as Darrell came over here, I just went over to the channel and hit the subscribe button. I didn't even watch it. I just hit the subscribe button. Why? Because I want to show support for people out here who are trying to do the same thing. Have these conversations, man. Show support for our people. That's it. That's it. All right? So without the, with all that being said, man, I appreciate everybody who's checking us out. Ain't no uh, after party. Absolutely none. So it's tight. Big up to Rob for defending his art absolutely big up to rob once again big up to everybody who came through man y'all hold it down we will see you all next week thank you for tuning in to talk that talk find us on social media outlets and youtube at real talk that talk talk that talk is a brand of the passion is network you can contact passion is at passion is 1919 at gmail.com if you would like to contact the panel of talk that talk email us at real talk that talk at gmail.com